This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Why don't we now do the news? Here we go. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, September 23rd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities say an 8-year-old girl suffered a non-fatal graze wound to the head when a shooting erupted near Temple University on Thursday night. Officers from the Temple Police Department and the Philadelphia Police Department responded to the 1500 block of North 13th Street just before 9 p.m. for reports of a shooting. A vehicle with multiple shooters inside ambushed another car that was driving by, unleashing nearly 50 shots. The girl was near the front door of a home when she was grazed in the head by the stray gunfire. Police say a person of interest, I'm sorry, a person inside the targeted vehicle was struck in the leg and taken to Temple University Hospital. Temple alerted its campus on Twitter about the shooting investigation and urged people to avoid the area. A Temple spokesperson uh, told Fox 29's Jennifer Joyce that a stray bullet from the shooting went through a nearby dorm window and lodged in the wall. No students were present when the bullet tore into the dorm, the spokesperson said. No arrests were reported immediately following the shooting, and police did not provide a description of the suspect's vehicle. Police in Gloucester County arrested a suspect in connection with a hit-and-run crash that injured a 14-year-old girl and killed the horse that she was riding. 14-year-old Tatiana Feliciano and her cousin Edgar were riding horseback in Franklin Township along Monroeville Road in uh, September on the 13th. Police say at about 7.50 p.m., a pickup truck hit the girl and the horse she was riding. Uh, he then drove off. I looked uh, back and then, that's... yeah, so she says, um, I looked back and then I looked front to turn her, the horse, to the side and he had already hit me. I flew off and she fell next to me, Feliciano said. On Wednesday, authorities say 51-year-old Joseph Davidas of Salem County provided detectives with a statement admitting that he was the driver of the vehicle involved in the crash. He was arrested and charged with assault by auto, endangering an injured victim, animal cruelty, and other crimes. Feliciano was taken to Cooper University Hospital. She is now uh, home recovering. The horse named Predator died at the scene. The teen says she feels hurt and misses her beloved horse. He took my horse's life and and he didn't even care. He just kept going, Feliciano said. Wow. Yeah, while the family is happy an arrest was made, they are upset that he has been released on a summons pending a court date. Yeah, we have uh, we have a, a couple of horse farms out by where I live. And you if sometimes they are out on the road. And you have to be very, very careful because yeah. you can come around a corner. And, oh, my God, there's a horse right there. But if you had a horse, you should stop. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and a little girl. Yeah. SEPTA announced that they are moving forward with the long-discussed King of Prussia rail project. The Norristown Transportation Center is currently the last stop on the Norristown high-speed line, but this project would extend the line four miles into King of Prussia. The $2 billion project has been debated for years, SEPTA said. Uh, The KOP rail will connect the three largest employment hubs in the region, Center City, University City, and King of Prussia, increasing access to jobs. That's pretty cool. Yeah. SEPTA's uh, board voted to start the real estate process related to buying roughly 70 parcels of land in and around the proposed rail alignment, mostly in Upper Marion Town. Steve, cool until it's your house that they want to buy. I know, yeah, that's the problem. Now, I just bought a train. Will I be able to use it on these tracks? Yeah, you can. Yeah, it's like bring your own train for this track. Yeah. Uh, SEPTA said that they will attempt to acquire all necessary property interests through good faith negotiations, but there are concerns. Some residents are worried that if SEPTA cannot get the property they want, that they will revert to eminent domain. Yeah. Critics call the project a waste of money, saying fewer and fewer appear to be interested in even riding the line. Projected ridership has decreased as 
as project costs have ballooned. Since the pandemic, many people are still working from home. Uh, the goal is to begin construction in 2025. I'm sorry, Nick. I don't know why your phone, uh, mic's not on. That's okay. That, that line uh, was used to have a uh, an alcohol car on it. So that was the, really? the line that goes well, from, put it back on. <laughs> from Norristown. It goes to Upper Darby. It goes to like 69th Street. And, for, and, and it had a bar car on it. For the longest time, my dad used to ride it, and so people would come home from work, and there would be like a little happy hour going on on this uh, on this train line. Wow! Bring that back, you might get some more people. Absolutely, interested. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 uh, and strippers. And if they're going to be right, if they're going to be this <laughs> ambitious and, and extend it to King of Prussia, which I think is a good idea, I would love to see at some point out to like Phoenixville and then Collegeville because there's no train line uh, for SEPTA that goes in that direction. And there, there there's a, a train line that goes that way, but no SEPTA line. There is a lot of business out there. I know that. But I wonder if the uh, new chop that's going out in King of Prussia hasn't really, you know, pushed this because right. I know that uh, so I have a friend that works at CHOP and she takes the train uh, into University City, but um, she also has to go to King of Prussia. Now she lives in Conshohocken, so not a big deal. She'll drive there. Right, but, right. But I wonder if, you know, it didn't push because some of the, the doctors and the staff have to go to both locations or will have to go to both locations. Something to consider. All right, in sports this morning. All sacks are yummy. The Phillies shut out the Atlanta Braves winning one nothing nice. last night at the ballpark. All right. play this if they lost, but I just wanted to play this. Rangers Suarez pitched six strong innings, and the Phillies continued their push towards the team's first postseason in a decade with the win. Matt Hurling knocks in the only run in the game with a second-inning sacrifice fly to center that scored JT Realmuto. Suarez allowed five hits, struck out four, and walked two. Zach Eflin got five outs before Jose Alvarado uh, finished the game for his second save. The series continues tonight, and Aranola will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 7.05. In Thursday night football, the Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 29-17 to last night in Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett threw two touchdown passes. Nick Chubb ran for a score and the Browns, who improved to 2-1, and one, built a nine-point lead early in the fourth quarter and held on for the win. The Eagles are back on the road this weekend with the game against Carson Wentz and the Commanders in Washington kickoff on Sunday afternoon is at 1 o'clock. And the Boston Celtics have suspended coach Ime Yudoka for the upcoming season the team announced last night. According to multiple sources, Yudoka uh, had an intimate and consensual relationship with a female member of the franchise's staff. The suspension is effective immediately and in a statement, Yudoka said, I want to apologize to our players, fans, and the entire Celtics organization and my family for letting them down. I am sorry for putting the team in this difficult situation and I accept the team's decision out of respect for everyone involved. I will have no further comment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that's what I have for you this morning. <laughs> I was not expecting that. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Happy to be here on a Friday morning. It feels good. We have a lot of things to get to. We'll remind you that uh, there's a lot of money to be won uh, with WMMR these days. It's the You Who Loot. And we have your opportunity starting at 8. That's your first chance. And then we do it again at 10 a.m. Uh, and then it continues through the day at noon, 3 and 5. So just a heads up on that. And we also give away... Our Word of the Week prize uh, this week, we got $500, so we want your opportunity 
to win that. Outside of those things, uh, we do have a couple in studio guests this morning. Yes. Uh, Hardy uh, Kandabolu will be joining us. Hari Kandabolu is going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, this weekend. So I don't think we've had Hari here before. We've had him, yeah, a couple have times. We? Yeah, remember he was he, he did the, uh, the the documentary The Trouble with Apu. Uh, yeah. Remember? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Very funny. All right, cool. Yeah. Excellent. Well, he's going to be in studio this morning. And the band Larkin Poe will be here today. Yeah. So Rebecca and Megan, uh, the sisters, are going to be performing at the Outlaw Music Festival tonight. And Willie Nelson is going to be there and Chris Stapleton and all this stuff. And we play music from Larkin Poe. Um, I listened to the whole album on the way in this morning. It's Great stuff. It's very, very, very bluesy and cool, and they are insanely talented. That's man. awesome. I am really looking forward to seeing them in person here in our studio playing today. So yeah, really yeah. Cool. So uh, that'll be in the nine o'clock hour, and throughout the morning, we are going to thread Casey's big adventure throughout. And today is the culmination of it all. They should be arriving in Los Angeles on our show today and uh, dipping their feet into. The Pacific Ocean, that has been the goal this whole time, to make it from Monday to Friday, all the way there, stops along the way, and uh, so that's the plan. And the word is they're going to be up at like three, they're, they should they have to be, be up, yeah. uh, because they're going to be driving uh, from, uh, where are they saying? Palm Springs. From Palm Springs. Yeah, so Palm Springs to L.A., which is about two and a half hours, and um, hopefully... Dipping their toes in the Pacific later yeah. this morning. Anybody uh, have contact with them last night? I did not. Not okay. last night, no. I uh, hopped on an Instagram Live when I got home from my gig. They were pulling into their hotel around 10 30, 11 o'clock. Our uh, time. Our time. Okay. Yeah. And they had just driven for like hours straight. Yeah, he like said it was about five hours. hours yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, so they uh, were yawning. They were a little a little weary. Had What did you call it earlier? Uh, road tired or yeah, something like weary. that? road uh, weary. Road weary, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll see how they're doing, and uh, we're going to be checking in with them in about an hour from now. Yeah, And yeah. they'll be on the road. It'll be pitch black dark, uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be four. 20. I know. Their I know. Time. I know. It's tough, but I mean, the fact that they're, they're trying to stay as close to Philadelphia, and you know yeah. what? It's kind of worked to, for their advantage because yeah. they've hit every mark. Everywhere they wanted to go, they got to. Uh, last night, they stayed at the Courtyard Palm Springs. I do know that uh, from our friends at uh, Marriott. And, of course, they're driving that Subaru Ascent. The whole thing is run on Duncan. So the guys are heading in and getting ready to wrap this whole thing up. And then they get, uh, like, a day and a half. Uh, to enjoy Los Angeles, and then they'll be back. Does it not seem like it was four minutes ago that we were out in the parking lot sending them on their way? Yeah. It's unbelievable how yeah. this week has flown by. All right, so we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. The Entertainment Report with the Super Question. That is up. And uh, hang out with us. We're going to have a good time on this Friday morning. Be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's do the stupid question thing here. We're going to give away a $50 Metro Diner gift card. I have a, uh, I have a Harry Potter-related question. Uh-huh. 
What store in Diagon Alley sells ingredients for potion making? Oh. 215-263-WMMR. And you know how long I went before I realized that Diagon Alley is a play on diagonally? Oh, okay. I just got that. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I assume that it is, right? Sure, it is now. Makes, <laughs> makes sense. All right, so let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. What store in Diagon Alley uh, sells ingredients for potion making. Call if you know the answer. I'll mention some birthdays while we wait for that phone call Friday, September 23rd. Birthdays include uh, Jason Alexander of Seinfeld. Oh, uh, not Britney Spears' first husband? <laughs> not that guy who's been in the news a little more recently, but uh, he turns uh, 63 years old today. Uh, before Seinfeld, what do you think? Uh, Theater stuff. Yeah? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a song and dance guy, a lot of... Um, uh, he was basically, think of uh, Nathan Lanish. Yeah, Steve, you remember that uh, McDLT commercial? With, Absolutely. With Jason Alexander. Singing and dancing. Singing and, and dancing around the street yep. and getting the crowd excited. Right. Yeah, that was Jason yeah. Alexander. Jason Alexander. I don't remember that. I th- well, I think we. I yeah. think you guys have showed it to me before, well, but I, I don't remember it, you know, from the day when it was airing. But. Yeah, it's funny, and he's wow. very enthusiastic. Here it is pressing up on the uh, oh, screen yeah. right now. Yeah, sure enough. Jason Alexander. All right. <laughs> That's great. Uh, happy 63rd birthday to Jason Alexander. It is the boss's birthday today, and I'm not talking about uh, Bill, Bill Weston. No. no. It's about, my birthday. Talking about uh, not that either. I'm talking about... Hey, yeah, that I got one. it. That one. Talking about I this was guy. born in the USA <laughs> With outside source of low-hanging fruit <laughs> Stood up on a third-legged stool <laughs> to get it, too. Uh, no, Bruce Springsteen sir, turns uh, 73 years old today. Uh, and out on tour, right? Still cranking it out, obviously. Yeah, he's... Yeah, I'm rubbing him out every week. Oh, I, I mean, mean cranking him out. I don't mean cranking him out like that. I mean cranking out... Hey, hey, hey. Oh. I need a tissue. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Not what I was thinking, but that's okay. Uh, Bruce is uh, 73 years old today. And yes, uh, Steve, he is on tour. No. Well, yeah. I think he's doing Europe now, and then the, the U.S. leg of the uh, tour comes to... In February. Starts in February. Right, yeah. Philly, March 16th. Okay, very good. All right, so we also have other birthdays today, including actor Chai McBride. Um, he's one he's of those great. guys you're like, that guy. Yes, I know him when I see him. Movies like Gone in 60 Seconds. Uh, Undercover Brother, Roll Bounce is a movie I love and uh, that he's in. Undercover Brother's so good. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, Hawaii Five-0 uh, and others. He is uh, 61 years old today. Uh, Mary Kay Place, who's also been in a thousand things. Yeah. Uh, has her birthday today. First time I saw her was on the series Mary Hartman. Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Uh, but she was in movies like Private Benjamin, uh, The Big Chill. Yes. Uh, she's the mom in Sweet Home Alabama, uh, Captain Ron. Uh, the Rainmaker, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so she turns 75 years old today. Uh, here's a guy that uh, Marissa had a chance to hang out with when we were on our um, uh, vacation. Uh, it's Anthony Mackey's birthday today. Uh, my best friend. Yeah. Met him down in New Orleans. Yeah, bumped into him and some people he was working on a show with in a bar. I'm friends with the people he was working on the show with. <laughs> you were trying to finesse yeah. a friendship with him for the show. There was actually some, uh, I'm not going to give away what was potential spoiler alert information, but his character and that series is going to take a big jump up in the Marvel Universe. So, um, yep, and he's uh, he's been by here as well. Super, super nice guy. He's a great guy. Oh, my yeah. God. I went back and listened to that interview after I talked. He's such a nice guy. Yeah. I think he was hitting on you a little bit, Kathy. 
Really? Yeah. No. He's like, yeah, he's like a big Phillies fan and all. He was, you know, he was a little flirty. I don't remember that. Uh, well, he turns 44 today. And then the last birthday I saw is actor Skylar Aston. Uh, in Pitch Perfect, he's the male lead. He's, yes. He's the one that uh, Anna Kendrick's character uh, ends up with in the first right. movie. And uh, he turns 35 years old today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. What store uh, in Diagon Alley sells ingredients for potion making? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Tom, see if we can get the answer. Hey, Tom, good morning. Gadzooks. All right, Tom, in Diagon Alley, which store sells ingredients for potion making? Would that be the apothecary? The apothecary. Oh! You are correct, sir. Hang on, Tom, because we are going to give you a $50 Metro Diner gift card. You can celebrate Metro Diner's 30th anniversary. With the return of past menu favorites, including their chicken parmesan pasta and sandwich, both topped with warm marinara and melted provolone. <sighs> yes, uh, stamp to date on yeah. all anf- <laughs> on all anniversary news at metrodiner.com. By the way, Provel cheese—that's what made him most pizza so awesome back in St. Louis. Provel, yeah, Provel cheese, yes. All right, so uh, Diagon Alley is diagonally, and I just got this now too, Preston. Nocturne Alley is nocturnally. Oh, How about Jesus, that? right in front of our face. How about the whole that? time. Yeah, you got to be a wizard to figure this yeah, stuff out. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, uh, speaking of wizards, Johnny Depp played one in uh, one of the Harry Potter films. Right. And he is now dating one of his lawyers. Everyone had suspected this was going on. A source told people on Thursday that the star is seeing Joel Rich, who was on the actor's legal team during his libel case against the Sun. Do you want to see my briefs? Uh, The insider said they are dating, but it's not serious. Yeah. Although she was uh, part of the team that uh, lost the U.K. libel case in November 2020. Uh, She was not involved in the defamation trial against his ex-wife, Amber Heard, earlier this year. Uh, She was, however, present in the Virginia courtroom to show support for the star. Court observers were saying there was something going back and forth between them. They They could see it. He's making goo-goo eyes. Right. Yeah, there was there was like a flirty thing. He was doing the two fingers separated with his tongue between them. Yeah. Yeah. I know that routine. Uh, she was photoshopped with uh, Depp outside of the courthouse on May 3rd and spotted hugging uh, Depp's attorney, Camille Vasquez, inside the courtroom on May 16th. So uh, there's a little something going on there. Uh, Elizabeth Chambers appears to have encouraged Effie. And by the way, Effie is just... There's no last name with Effie. Uh, Effie. To press charges against her ex-husband, Army Hammer, so that she could get full custody of their two children. So Chambers reached out to Effie, the woman who first leveled sexual misconduct charges against the actor, and wrote, I really need custody of my precious children. Do you think you can make a declaration this week? It will all be private. I don't want to pressure you, but your insight is much more in-depth than the others we have. So this is suggesting some sort of um, plan to... Uh, is, this, is there anything wrong with doing that? Or I don't I don't know. I think she wants to get her wants kids, to get kids so, back, right? But, uh, but Effie continuously maintained that Hammer was, quote, scaring her and his other alleged victims into not reporting his behavior, but Chambers assured her that her estranged husband could do nothing to hurt them. I'm finding, now I'm, it's 
difficult to keep track of all this now. I know. Uh, a representative for Chambers said, given the extent <clears throat> and nature of allegations that were made, Elizabeth sought to determine the veracity of those allegations. Uh, she was very sensitive to all parties involved. The safety and well-being of their children remains her priority. Now, Effie had said uh, yesterday, it's unfortunate that Elizabeth like the producers of House of Hammer, is looking to profit from others' trauma. She can't call herself a feminist when her best friend is an abuser. The ones who need healing are the victims, not the abusers. I don't understand all this. (laughs) I I don't know. No, I have no idea. Because to me, it sounds like she just wants to get custody of her children. Right, and there are legal ways to do that. Uh, Yeah, but I think she needs assistance from her somehow. F and Effie? Whatever, man. Yeah. I don't get it. Bryce Dallas Howards. Now I know that name. Jurassic World Dominion director Colin uh, Trevorrow had to step in to support her after she was asked to not use her natural body in cinema. Uh, the what? actress who plays Claire Deering in the Dinosaur franchise uh, said on the third movie it was actually because there were so many women cast. It was something that Colin felt very strongly about in terms of protecting me because the conversation came up again. We need to ask Bryce to lose weight. That was the thing because she was you know, wasn't she pregnant? Starting to get a little puffy. I have no idea. Yeah, I, don't I thought know. she was pregnant on one of the movies. Uh, and she said he was like, "There are lots of different kinds of women on this planet, and there are lots of different kinds of women in our film." And I got to do so many stunts that wouldn't have been possible if I had been dieting. That's you know, it's very slimming standing next to a stegosaurus. Yeah, it's going to actually trim yeah. you up a so little. So don't bit worry about it. She looks great on screen. So that's according to Bryce. Uh, former teen pop star Grayson Chance recently told Rolling Stone that he never met someone more manipulative, more self-centered, and more blatantly opportunistic than Ellen DeGeneres. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! The now 25-year-old first appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show at age 12 and ultimately signed on to the talk show host 1111 label in 2010. So if you remember back then, yeah. this was the kid uh, that was at his school singing paparazzi. He did a version of uh-huh. it. He was really, really cool. Piano player. Really talented kid. Right. And like Ellen jumped on and immediately said, I'm signing this kid to some kind of a deal, management and all this other stuff. And it, it took off for a little while. Yeah. Chance told the outlet that she became incredibly controlling and recalled an incident where DeGeneres berated his mother because he did not have time to watch the Justin Bieber documentary that she produced for him. Uh, he said, I'll never forget this. I just remember hearing on the other side of the phone just yelling oh. and beratement. What type of mother are you? Do you realize what? that I went out of my way to get this for you and he can't sit down and watch it? Uh, Chance told the outlet that she set him up with managers, agents, and publicists only to become distant once his music underperformed. Well, so. you know, there's there are things we've been hearing over the past couple of years. I don't know if they're true or not, but people behind the scenes have been complaining about Ellen. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, who knows? Who knows? I also wonder that this last comment about, you know, her setting him up with uh, with managers, agents, and publicists only to become distance, distant once his music underperformed. That's kind of the... That's kind of the um, the entertainment industry. Yes. That's the way it is. You start you start to try to guide someone, and if they start to underperform, then it's like... Drop them. You, you do the fame. Gone, or you yeah. Drop them all together. Yeah, you, know, you ghost it, them. Absolutely. It, it kind of sucks, but yeah. that's, that's the way that it is. I have a friend that got flown out there for a, like a dance competition. One of the ones on the show, she was like planted in the audience and all. And she said she did not have a good experience there. Really? Yeah. Huh. With Ellen? With Ellen. Okay. Yeah. Do you know any of the details? I, I, I don't. 
I don't yep. remember. I don't recall. But she just said it. it, it she called she, them all the C word. She kind of wasn't a fan anymore after she was there. Wow, um, that's not cool. Yeah. Uh, a source close to the Ellen DeGeneres show t- uh, team told people that quote they went above and beyond to help set him up for success, but in business that doesn't always work out, and his career did not take off. But he said he had bad experiences. Yeah, before. but that's I, I can see. Listen, I don't. Yeah, hell, who knows? But the <laughs> truth of the matter is, is that uh, the way you described it is true, Preston. They're in. They're into you until they're not into yeah. you. Yeah, we kind of, you know, you remember Sean Penn? Yeah, uh, latched on to Ed Bassmaster and was like, yeah. "Hey, you are all the super way. talented. We're yes. going." I wanted, you know, he had personally invited yeah. him over to his house. All this stuff. We're going to do this, 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 and that. And then all of a sudden, he just. Stop talking to him. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, I, he uh, didn't. Mr. Penn cannot come to the phone right now. Yeah. He's helping the people of Haiti. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess he felt that that uh, yeah. Ed wasn't going to take off the way he had hoped or something along those lines or whatever. And Ed still has tremendous success. Sure. On, uh, yeah. You know, on... Uh, online and and so on, but um, yeah, they they w- they can drop you like that. They love each other, hate you. Yep, exactly. Uh, John Cena, this is great, has been recognized by Guinness World Records for granting the most wishes through the Make a Wish Foundation, yes. totaling six hundred and fifty oh. since he began working with the nonprofit in two thousand two. Wow. Wow. The guy hero. walks the walk, man. What a hero! Uh, the Make a Wish Foundation. Helps fulfill the wishes of children between the ages of 2 and 18 who have been diagnosed with a critical illness. Uh, the children's wishes have encompassed trips to special events or locations and the chance to meet a celebrity. And Cena is the most requested celebrity for the children to meet, by the way. Uh, yeah, I'm going to do something that I said I would not do, which is recommend a show. But Preston, uh, uh, Peacemaker? Yeah. It, it's it's hilarious. It's it's. In the territory of the boys, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, it's got its own vibe. It's James Gunn. It's hilarious. So if you get a chance, just watch a little bit of the first and see if you like it. If you don't watch it, that's fine. But I have a feeling you would love it. Uh, In a November 2019 interview with People, Cena, who had just passed his 600th granted wish, discussed his commitment to the nonprofit. He said... I said, if you if you ever need me uh, for this ever, I don't care what I'm doing. I will drop what I'm doing, and I will be involved because I think it's just the coolest the thing. Thing, wow. he said. Uh, we've all experienced that joy of giving a gift for the holidays, where you just nail it. Well, that's the same gift I get in giving back to people's lives and being able to give them wonderful emotional moments. That's pretty cool. His first experience to make a wish uh, came about by accident. He recalled that he was still at WWE. He was a rookie in 2002 when he was hastily recruited to make a brief appearance. He said, uh, it wasn't for me. I think the person wanted to meet another superstar, he said, but the WWE does a great job of like, hey, there's a Make-A-Wish kid in this room. Can you come and say hello? So a bunch of people are shuttled in to say hello to a young fan of WWE. So we're shuttled in. I said my hellos, took my pictures, and then left. And they were like, thank you. Make-A-Wish thanks you. And I was like, wait, what's Make-A-Wish? Yeah. So he didn't know. And once they told him about what this is, uh, he's like, yeah, uh, I'm all in. Uh, so uh, it's just it's so wonderful. Um, this marks the second time that Cena has been honored by Guinness World Records. He has also been cited for his record-breaking 16 WWE World Championships. So good on him. Uh, Charlize Theron may be an Oscar-winning actress, but the 47-year-old says she's content never having achieved, quote, Kim Kardashian-level fame. <laughs> 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 oh, 
okay, yeah. You know what? I'm content. Never reaching Kim Kardashian fame. Uh, she told Harper's Bazaar for an October <laughs> cover story, I feel like I'm at a place where it is it is what it is. Working more isn't, I think, going to change my level of fame. I've never been one of those people that's a Kim Kardashian level. Uh, she said, when my kids say, Mom, nobody makes pasta better than you, Nothing gets close to that. God, I love that when I cats say that to me about my pasta. She said, I don't ever need them to be like, oh, you're in that movie. So she's just happy doing what she does, and um, she's uh, never going to be the ridiculously famous person, but she is ridiculously she's, she's, famous. She's definitely famous, and she was connected to Sean Penn for a while. Yeah, that's right. They were an item. Yeah. That's why Ed Bassmaster didn't get the whole deal. He was, he was distracted. Yeah, Sean was distracted by Sean, and who wouldn't be? Mm, of course. Charlize yeah. Uh, Jeff Garland revealed that he has bipolar disorder in a brief Instagram post uh, on Tuesday. The post came just uh, a day before the season 10 premiere of The Goldbergs in which he was it was revealed that his character has been killed off. <laughs> and he wrote, uh, bipolar is a mother effer. Sometimes it's just too much to deal with. I'm doing the best I can. Uh, this is the first time that I've opened up about this. I, did you watch? I, I I watch the show all the time, and and I'd have to say, ever since, um, uh, you know, there have been cast change ups and things over the past couple of years. It's it's not it's not that good. It just it's really it's gone downhill. And I think a lot of that has uh, to do with Adam Goldberg not being the showrunner anymore. Probably. Yeah, and it just, it just kind of lost its way. But it was kind of an unceremonious dump on uh, on uh, Murray uh, leaving the show. They basically cut to his chair, and it's empty. Mm-hmm. And there's a little bit of emotion attached to it, but not a lot yeah. in the episode, you know? Well, I think they I think they wanted to just get it over with. Yeah, get that's it clearly it. It really not- had a pulling the Band-Aid off sort of feel to it. And not dwell on it. So, uh, yeah, but uh, apparently he has a, a bipolar issue, uh, which can be difficult for people who work with or are around. I know, uh, you know, I have a close relationship with somebody who's bipolar, and it's really, really hard sometimes. Yeah. And you're like, dude, I'm, I know you have problems, but I'm stepping away because this is. Right. Gets to be a lot. Yep, exactly. Uh, Kathy Griffin gave E! News a health update one year after revealing that she had stage one lung cancer. Uh, the star told the outlet, my health is pretty good and I'm cancer-free, which is great. But I did sustain some injuries from the surgery, so I'm working on my voice to get it better, keeping my fingers crossed, but I used to be even worse than this, she said. Hmm. Uh, at least now I can be heard, and it was like a whisper for six months. So she's getting she a little bit She's got a raspy voice. Yeah, yeah, very much so, but she's getting a little bit better. All right, this is pretty heavy stuff. Riverdale actor Ryan <laughs> Grantham. Yeah. has been sentenced to life in prison <gasps> what? for killing his own mother. Oh, my God. oh my God. Like, went off the rail. And didn't he threaten Trudeau? Yes, he wanted to assassinate yeah. Trudeau as well, yeah. Uh, it was he, a busy week. TMZ reports a 24-year-old was sentenced Wednesday in British Columbia, Canada Supreme Court approximately six months after pleading guilty to second-degree murder in the 2020 death of Barbara Waite. He admitted on camera that he shot her in oh the back of the head. Oh, my God. I know. He's Matricide. A He's a murderer. Uh, and uh, His mother. I know. It's crazy. I don't, I don't know what the story was or if he gave reasons why he thought that was the thing to do or not. But, uh, wow. Uh, Sylvester Stallone and Jennifer Flavin are putting their divorce proceedings on hold in order to work out a deal in private. Okay. Uh, he's worth apparently $400 million, from what I understand. Okay. And they did not have a prenup? 
Uh, yeah, the the TMZ recently learned the couple did not have a prenup. Yeah, they don't have a prenup. Uh, according to uh, the new legal documents obtained by the outlet, the court recently granted the couple an order of abatement. Uh, but sources connected to the case say the divorce is still yes, Ozark, right? still happening. No, it's Justin Bateman. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's right. You're and, better than that. Yeah. <laughs> you think it might go? They, they uh, might go the distance. Might not change. Yeah. Or they, they might change their mind and not get divorced. Yeah. I don't know. You're, you're, I'm in love. You're talking about four hundred million dollars. Like <laughs> it's like a billion, it's but like half a billion. It's less. Preston, I'm in love. You're in love. Four hundred million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like we just met. But the uh, other day, didn't me you, and the four hundred million? Uh, uh, Sly, the other day, didn't yeah. you? Didn't you post a picture of you and your wife? Your yeah, your current wife, and yeah, you were you know I wistful. Was, I was waxing nostalgic, <laughs> right? Thank you. And her her Instagram name, Sly. I don't know if you know this, but it's still Jennifer Sla- uh, Flavin Stallone. Okay, Man. Remember right? Kim did that. That does my heart good. <laughs> What's that little one? <laughs> Kim kept uh, West on hers for like a long, long time until uh, the time. divorce You're was right. you raise a final. Good point. Yes. <laughs> and please let the little one be heard. I like you. All right. So uh, I'm gonna roll you up and put you in my pocket. <laughs> the sources connected to the case say that the divorce is still happening. They just don't uh, want the negotiations made public. So oh, I, they will be public. I don't know. By the way, his daughters, his daughters Super are just high, right? gorgeous. Yes. I accidentally banged one. But shut up. Ah. Oh, my house is so big. <laughs> it was an accident. His daughter's actually. I swear it was an accident. It was an accident. <laughs> Coming back from the head and your daughter's all grown up looking out. You don't recognize him. It could happen to anyone. <laughs> still, still pretty gross. <laughs> it's very gross. And I regret it every day of my life. Oh. <laughs> It's a, it can happen to anyone. Not my fault. Oh my god! Uh, so anyhow, the is over. His daughters actually have a podcast. Um, oh, he's been on it a few times, and it's it's obviously growing up Stallone and all that sort of. Is stuff. it any good? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Sometimes it's okay. Just, it's okay. They get microphones and right. they think they have a podcast. What right. I, Preston, I don't know what you were listening to this morning, but it was he he started to watch something and he went, Okay, this is just a bad interview and then that oh. was it. <laughs> I was, I was well, doing a little research on Locke and Poe and, and uh, uh, I was watching other people interview. I'm like, All right, this is a bad this is, this is a crappy interviewer. I'm so which on. one is Larkin and which one is Poe? No, <laughs> <laughs> they will be here later this morning. Hey. Uh, so, let's see. Deadline reports that Martin Short and Shania Twain are joining ABC's Beauty and the Beast anniversary special. What? Short is going to take on the role of Lumiere. Oh. And Twain is going to play Mrs. Potts. Now, what I don't know is, is this a live action thing? It sounds or? that way, it doesn't does it? sound that way, yeah. Um, I humbly submit... That they need to knock this off now. The live uh, stop, well, well, stop remaking and remaking and remaking constantly. I mean, how many? This they just keep hitting the same stuff. That's true. Like this one in particular. Uh, yeah. So Beauty and the Beast has been done and redone. Uh, so move on to something, something else. else. I agree. How many Pinocchios? You know that that yeah. Tom Hanks Pinocchio is tanking. Oh really? Like, critically, it was a disaster. And that's a Robert Zemeckis movie. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right, and they continue to do it. So. Stop it! Yeah, please. Jerry's childhood fabled. You're better than that. You're better than that! Yep. Eh? Okay. Uh, you're let's... better than that! You're better than that! I knew it. John Hamm, Confess uh, Fletch director, uh, Greg Matola, told Uproxx that John Hamm 
was so committed to filming the movie that he gave back 60% of his salary to help finance three extra days of filming on the indie project. Wow. Yeah. I don't have any other information than that, but apparently he was so committed to it. and uh, They're talking another one already. Are they really? They are. Okay. Uh, they they really, uh, he's going to be the franchise. I mean, if you're going to call it a franchise, obviously Chevy Chase is so nostalgically associated with that role. But this one got very good reviews. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Yeah. I, it's one that's on my list. I got to get to it. I All definitely right. want to see it. Watch it! All right, and then finally, uh, House of the Dragon has gotten people back into its parent series, Game of Thrones, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Streaming data shows that HBO Max users watched 909 million minutes of Game of Thrones (laughs) during the week of August 22nd, but only 741 million for House of the Dragon. Uh, so there are Maybe, more people watching Game of Thrones. Do you think it's possible that that people are uh, because they do want to watch the new one? Yeah. Figure they got to get Game of Thrones out of the way. Uh, that that's yep. a lot to get out of the I way. I agree, though. and maybe also just a little quick refresh on the whole tone of it. Right, all. Maybe, right, right. Maybe picking out a few episodes if you've already seen it before diving into this. But yes, yeah, Steve, I think I think you might be right about that. I know you haven't dived back in, President. I'm really enjoying it. House oh, good. Of, House of the Dragon, and I'm I'm curious because I know at some point you probably will. Yeah. What your opinion of it is because you know that world so well, and I just I think that they. I think they're doing a really great job getting the tone, and the actors are terrific. Um, and you don't the, need you don't need to have really. Game of Thrones under your belt, would you say? No, and, and Steve, like, the, but they're like the deception, and then you know the you know the double crossing, and the revenge, and and then the sex and the whores, and the, like everything else that happens. Where are the whores? But then there's lots of dragon action, and I, I don't know dragons really, and whores. I'm enjoying uh, it very much. Let me ask you, Nick, and this is I don't know. Um, so the Rings of Power, which is not getting as great a critical reaction. Uh, they're saying that, like with um, Game of Thrones and this, the House of Dragon, is that in those quiet moments, in those dialogue exchanges, they can be every bit as riveting. Yeah, sure. And that's where Game of Thrones did very well. Yeah, and, and Steve, I tried Ring of Power, and I just it, it didn't grab me. Right. If you're into it and you're into it and you like it, cool. And they spent I, they spent a billion dollars on yes, it. Yes, they did, like a billion. But uh, House like of the billion. House of the Dragon seems to have like picked up where Game of Thrones left off. I'm a hard foot. <laughs> <laughs> you're a what? In, in my hard foot. Illegally, we can't say hobbits. Right. <laughs> Is that how they do it? That's what they're doing. A hard foot? Yeah, I believe. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they That's are. my shy over there. See, you know, the boxing gloves by the front door? Yeah. It's all good. They should shrink Stallone and May put him <laughs> on that show. I'm a hobbit. There is like a, like a billion of hard foot. Can't say hobbits because we get sued. Wow. By the way, that uh, going back to Game of Thrones for a moment, that that very first book is like there there's there are no there's no dragons, there's no kind of witchcraft, there's none of that stuff. There's none of the fantasy. It's all about family, Nick, and backstabbing mm-hmm. and politics and just it's about uh, family. They're <laughs> <laughs> it's about family. How'd you show up? I'm a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> We raise dragons for pink slips. Now I sound like Stallone. <laughs> no, he said, yeah, it's just, they, they, listen, they, yeah. they muddle. They blend together. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's Friday. There's movies open. All right. Nice <laughs> Jack
All right, we got three movies that are opening this weekend to mention, and the first one is uh, the Avatar uh, film. Re-release, big theater re-release in 3D. Yep, so uh, I guess this is just in preparation for the sequel uh, upcoming yeah. and uh, and to re-familiarize you with the world of Pandora and all that stuff. They're putting a lot of weight on this. Um, you know, they, they want, obviously, when the sequel comes out, it will be in 3D as well, and they want people, you know, jazzed for it. Right. Uh, Steve wrote a description. It says, theatrical release, you know the story. <laughs> uh, number two is Don't Worry, Darling. Been a lot of talk about this movie. Yes. Mystery thriller stars Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, and Florence Pugh. Uh, Alice and Jack are lucky to be living in the idealized community of Victory, the experimental company townhousing. Uh, the town, I'm sorry, the experimental company town housing the men who work for the top-secret Victory Project and their families. But when cracks in her idyllic life begin to appear, exposing flashes of something much more sinister lurking beneath the attractive facade, Alice can't help questioning exactly what they're doing in Victory and why. Just how much is Alice willing to lose to expose what's really going on in this paradise? Running time is at two hours and three minutes. Rated our wide theater release. Rotten Tomato score is only thirty five percent. Those are the that's the critics. Uh, uh, yeah. Score. Then, then there's a, I I didn't really notice what the uh, audience okay. score was. I'm curious. I'm, it it looks cool and creepy and has it, a vibe to it, like a step for vibe. vibes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, I, you know, they're not going to replay that whole story. They're so. still projecting it to be the number one movie uh, for this weekend, okay. just despite the bad reviews. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely curious. But it looks like, um, you know, the uh, the reviewers it are... Looks scary. Are, are, yeah, it looks yeah. scary. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that goes different ways. Uh, the, uh, the reviewers are not all that thrilled with it. Yeah, everything seems perfect, but it's not. Yeah, right below the surface, right? Right below the surface. You may not want to do that. Yeah. All right, also opening... I'm a hobbit. Also, <laughs> I thought you couldn't say Harford, that. Harford, God damn it. It's a suit. You know, Manny, uh, I think I just made an infraction. <laughs> uh, all right. And You're better than that. Also opening this weekend is Bandit. Crime drama, mystery, thriller, uh, starring Josh Jamal, Mel Gibson, and Alicia Cuthbert. Mel Gibson is working like crazy. Yeah. In 1985, Gilbert Galvin Jr., a charming career criminal, escapes from a U.S. prison in Michigan and crosses the border into Canada, where he assumes the identity Robert Whiteman. After falling in love with Andrea, a caring social worker he can't provide for, he turns to robbing banks and discovers that he's exceptionally good at it. Under the guise of a security analyst, Robert begins flying around the country, robbing multiple cities in a day, eventually catching the attention of national news outlets that dub him the Flying Bandit. Uh, two hours and six minutes long. It's rated R. It's in theaters and streaming today. Uh, Rotten Tomato score is 78%. That's pretty good. Not bad at all. All right. And then we have clips to play for you this morning on top of all of that. So we will start with... Don't worry, darling. Don't worry. Just talked about it. Uh, it follows 1950s housewife. It ain't uh, Stepford Wife. It's a lot like the Stepford Wife, who begins to discover some disturbing secrets. In this clip, Harry Styles discusses the deeper messages entwined in the movie. You know, I don't think you have to feel really comfortable through a film to think that it's a really great film. I think sometimes the best films are the ones that make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. I don't give a f- 
Uh, Don't Worry Darling is out in theaters today. All right, here's the next clip to play. Thank you. On the Come Up follows 16-year-old Bree, who wants to be one of the greatest rappers of all time. Here, director Angie Thomas talks about being driven to create. Nothing like that feeling. So, And then having people tell me, you know, thank you for giving me a job. I'm like... I just sat there and imagined something, you know? So it shows the power of my imagination. I don't <laughs> give a f***. Uh, on, the, <laughs> on the Come Up is available for streaming today, and that will be found on Paramount+. Plus. All right, there you go. That's your entertainment report for today. All right, buckle up, gang. We got a lot happening today. Uh, we're going to check in with our... Uh, roving band of gypsies that are headed across the United States and about to land in Los Angeles at some point during our radio program today. They are awake. I just got a text from Jackie Bam Bam. All right. Here we come. XOXOXO. All right. Very good. So they should be on the road. We will uh, check in via Zoom and see how the trip is going on Casey's Big Adventure. At this point, they have traveled 2,306 miles. Wow. And each one of those miles equals a dollar donation from our friends at Subaru who are going to donate that to the Camp Out for Hunger this year. They just threw that in last minute. Yeah, we didn't know. We didn't know that was going to happen. So we'll find out how their sojourn is going. Uh, We also have joining us in the studio, Hari uh, Kondabalu. I'm always messing with him. I know. Uh, uh, Kondabalu, who will be here at Helium. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club this weekend. And we're also going to have live music in the studio. Larkin Poe will be here. So cool. And they're going to be performing right here for you live. So don't miss that. It'll be in our 9 o'clock hour. You who loot as well. And we have a meet need, sport and social at Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia will be here. That means we have things to give away to you from yeah. them. So stay with us. We got a lot happening. We want you to be a part of it. We'll be right back. Be part of Casey's big adventure. Do I really want to be the guy who speaks in the third person? Go to WMMR.com right now to see my travel log with lots of video and photos of my trip to California with Jackie Bam Bam. Or you can use the new MMR app. Uh, later this morning, Larkin Poe performing in our studio. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Hari Kondabolu here to uh, chat. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, this weekend. We've got uh, You Who Loot coming up, uh, but we also need to talk food. Steve, can you throw me the bell? Yes. If you wouldn't mind, please. I need to right. uh, right, forget, forget about that. Nice toss. All right. Kind of sword time, ladies and gentlemen. I got some things to share with you. It's time for the weekend edition of the Connoisseur, and boy, do we have some good stuff, eh? Yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm glad you sent me this story, Steve. I meant to get to this uh, earlier in the week or last week, but there is a hot new foodie trend yeah. taking over TikTok. <laughs> it's called the butterboard. Butter the butterboard? Yeah, have you guys seen this? I Okay, if it comes with bread, I'd be in. All right, it sounds kind of bizarre, but when you see the videos, it looks pretty awesome. It does. Yeah. I, so. I thought, the second I hear it's on TikTok, I'm like, all right. Uh, it's a uh, grazing-style platter spread with decorated butter and served as a dip or spread. Uh, so the dish requires good quality butter, cool but not hard, smeared on a board. <laughs> Some Use, jazz music. I know. A little jazz music. The... <laughs> a little bit of fusion. I know. Schooly, wow, wow. <laughs> I know. Uh, using a, uh, a palette knife. So you yes. spread the butter out. And, and you want it like um, decorative, room temperature yeah. butter. Uh, so you want to spread it out. And then you start putting toppings on it. And, and you decorate right. it. It's just like... 
Uh, there can be figs or honey, nuts, herbs, bread, crumbled feta cheese, whatever, and sun-dried tomatoes. And then, yes, Kathy, you take bread. Okay. And you can either dip your bread into it. No double dipping, obviously. Uh, or you can use a knife and then spread it. So it looks really cool. It's got a really cool presentation to it, and I'll bet it tastes pretty damn good as well. I'll tell you why I got on board on with this once I, no pun intended, while I, um, you know, I was like, oh, okay, this is not going to be what I thought it was. Uh, I've gone to various places, and now sort of the designer um, inventive butter, because uh, I, I, we talked about this con- con- constantly. I will literally go to a restaurant because the bread is so good, you know, and, and, and it's, <laughs> Exactly not what you should be doing, but you know what I'm talking about, right, Kathy? The, the bread is so good, and the rolls, or whatever. And uh, a lot of places, like uh, uh, Cooper's in Maniunk, they have this sort of um, butter spread that's got a little bit of a kick to it. I love it. So I could see this. I haven't mentioned them in a while, so we'll go to Redstone. Um, <laughs> so they have this. When my friend and I go, we uh, we go every couple of months together. It's like our meeting place. She won't go anywhere else. That's where we go. Um, and so we've, we've started mm-hmm. to get... We've started to get this um, appetite, this bread appetizer. And Steve, so I thought this is maybe what this uh, butter board was going to be. It's not quite that, but it comes with different butters. So yeah. you have the bread, and then you you know you taste the different butters. They're all different flavors. They kind of put garnishes on them and all that kind but of stuff. But you could do that. that so that's pretty good. That's sort of what this is. So you, you have the, the spread of butter, and you're sort of... Um you're uh, putting different flavors on the butter, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And then you can, you, there's a variety of different things. So, you know, it can be a different flavor in a different part of the board. You know who also has great butter is uh, Texas, Texas Roadhouse. Yep. <laughs> they have like a, a cinnamon sugary butter. Did you see yeah, that? it's sweet. It's really good. They're selling candles that smell like the butter. Like Texas. No way! Yeah. yeah. Oh. I swear to God. I have to get it. You can look it up. I'm like, oh, Preston's got to get this. I have to get that. My family loves Texas Roadhouse. Steve, I have one more butter for you to try. It's at Tallulah's Garden. It's cracked pepper and truffle honey butter. Oh, I'm down with that. I like that. By the way, truffle, I will burp truffle for four to (laughs) five days after. Really? It sticks with you? Absolutely. But it's worth every bit of it. Yeah. All right. So the recipe developer, Justine uh, Doran, uh, is said to have first kicked off this trend. She posted the original TikTok video uh, not that long ago, September 16th, and the caption was, uh, I like this one, I don't know, I'm in a silly, goofy butter mood. And since its publication, it's been viewed over 7.8 million times. Because it's on TikTok, I found that I could combine a couple of trends, Preston, and now I put designer butter on my Tide Pods. Oh. Yeah. I'll bet that looks lovely. Oh, it's delicious. Your NyQuil chicken? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm getting to that in a minute, Marissa. Uh, there are now thousands of results for Butterboard on the sharing platform. One of the latest Aussie foodies to try the Butterboard is digital food content creators Michael Finch. Uh, and so he's spreading the word around no, there. The word. Uh, now variations of the Butterboard have already been created, including a Middle Eastern-inspired uh, Labna board, uh, a Desi Chot board. These are things I'm not familiar I'm not, with. Neither am I. But, this, but I'm on board with the here board. Here you go. This is what I, I thought would be fantastic is a whipped cream cheese board. Oh. So you do the same thing, spread oh. whipped cream cheese, which is very, or you could do, um, uh, you know, uh, room temperature, a regular block of cream cheese, spread that and put that. I like the idea of that even better. And then have a bunch of different bagel, you know what? bagels and such. Oh, yeah. bagels it's, and it's good for you. It is. <laughs> Labna is a strained uh, Mediterranean yogurt. Ooh. And Steve, uh, it's the cinnamon butter inspired candle from Texas Roadhouse. And they are available now. Okay. All right. Honey cinnamon butter candle. All right. Um, try the butterboard. Order up. 
right, Marissa, tip my hand. The Food and Drug Administration has told Americans not to cook their chicken in NyQuil. Oh, you're kidding, really? That's not good for you? After a viral <laughs> cooking Christ. trend Stupid has people. resurfaced on social media. The same place that gives us the butterboard gives us NyQuil chicken. <laughs> In a recent warning issued by the FDA, the government agency addressed the dangers of social media and misusing medicines as a result of peer pressure. I mean, you could literally overdose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could. Exactly. So the FDA wrote these video challenges, which often target youths, can harm people and even cause death. Uh, the warning... I do birth control croissants. They're, <laughs> they're, hmm. they're delicious. <laughs> Nothing's going to happen with No. That. no yeah. It's little sugar pills. That's uh, actually a good way to take it every day. I didn't yeah. think about that, Steve. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the warning went on to highlight a social media video challenge where people cook their chicken in NyQuil. Uh, and NyQuil contains uh, acetaminophen, uh, dextomethoforan, and uh, doxylamine. Are you still doing that X-Lax rub on your steaks? And then eat it. Uh, so. Like that? It wouldn't even taste good. That's disgusting. I know. NyQuil tastes lousy. It, 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 it's not the purpose, supposedly. It, it's to make you... Yeah. It's, you're supposed, it's to, supposed to, to make you trippy. Drowsy. Yeah. So, uh, since the cooking trend has uh, gone viral once again, the FDA has publicly expressed how unsafe and unappetizing it is. Here it is. Hey, how about this? If you want to feel drowsy from NyQuil, drink NyQuil. Take NyQuil! <laughs> Jesus. What's the... Che- so, all right. This does bring up the question, what is the tastiest of your over-the-counter medicines? Luden's cough drops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cherry, right? Yeah. Well, that's candy. It is candy. It is yeah. candy. I think, I think, honestly, and my son Carter told me this, that there technically is zero medicinal value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would yeah. believe that. To Absolutely. Luden's cough drops. Like, there's no right. active... Uh, medicinal ingredient in Luden's cough drops. It's candy. <laughs> Luden's were banned from my school because kids would just eat them like candy. I believe like like you ha- you, well, you could have Halls. Yeah. Halls, no Halls, Halls has, actually has mentholiptus in right. it, so yeah. it's got something in there, and it's got that uh, that that flavor to it, but, but the, the Luden's was just candy. Mm-hmm. Mu- uh, Mucinex has uh, these <laughs> lozenges now that taste pretty good. It's a really good honey lemon mix. Ooh, yeah, you know. Yeah, house. I like the. Honey we should have charcuterie boards with over the counter medicine. That's a good <laughs> idea. Just spread them out, and you can mm. pick and choose all you want. What's, what's the bubblegum medicine you get when you're a kid? Oh, I don't know. Oh, it was like pink. It was always in the refrigerator. Yeah, it was I don't probably know. Probably an antibiotic. I think yeah. it was an antibiotic. I remember there are vitamins that are that are gummy. When I was a kid, man, Flintstone vitamins. Oh, I was yeah. good to chew. I would just. Eat those like crate, like they were candy. All the tastes were the same, right? If you if you got if you ate a Dino, it wouldn't oh, taste different know. than a Barney. I just remember Dino was purple. Yeah, and they, they were different <laughs> colors. Right. Uh, so I'm not really sure. Children's Motrin, Marissa, is that it? The bubblegum bubble flavor. Flavor. No, it was like a prescribed. It was yeah, like think, what you would get at the doctor every time you were sick. Yeah, I think it was an antibiotic, but all of not the <laughs> all of the children, all of that the one. kids' medicine is, um, you know, different. Like they, have, they have grape, they have bubble gum. It's all flavored like that. All right, yeah. So amoxicillin, which is a yeah, that's like penicillin. An, yeah. Antibiotic. Yeah, yeah, it's an antibiotic. So yeah, had a uh, bubble gum flavor to it. So, let's see here. Uh, Boiling a medication, according to the FDA, uh, can make it much more concentrated and change its properties in other ways. Even if you don't eat the chicken, inhaling the medication's vapors while cooking could cause high levels of the drug to enter your body. It could also hurt your lungs. Put simply, someone could take a dangerously high amount of the cough and cold medicine without even realizing it. Uh, so, but yeah, I believe it was it was referred to Steve as sleepy chicken, sleepy chicken initially. 
So he sold more records than Roy Orbison. Sleepy Chicken, <laughs> master of the zither. So I hope you folks enjoy my music. Uh, while the FDA's statement about cooking chicken and NyQuil uh, arrived last week, the trend first emerged on social media back in 2017. Uh, and it was uh, shared at the time. Uh, it had uh, more than 4,300 retweets. Um, and uh, somebody had posted multiple pieces of chicken sitting in a bowl of NyQuil. The caption of it read, If she makes you NyQuil chicken, do not let her go. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> some... <laughs> Order. It's diabolical. Moronic. Yeah, exactly. All right, this is interesting. Breweries could soon see beer shortages thanks to an unprecedented carbon dioxide contamination that is taking the industry by storm. Marissa, you're nodding on this, and you're tied to the industry. It's a real thing, and it's really expensive, and I think there are some... uh, companies that are learning how to like capture the carbon dioxide that you're already making and like put it back into the brewery. So, but to, so to recycle? Yeah. Oh, wow. So the potential shortage would be due to an extinct underground volcano in Mississippi contaminating the naturally occurring carbon dioxide reservoir in the area, adding uh, supply chain uh, woes to it as well. So this is just by happenstance that this, an underground Volcano? Uh, it's a um, extinct volcano. Extinct volcano. Uh, so That's where Blofeld used to live. The uh, carbon dioxide reservoir in the area. And this is crazy, dude. Like, I never knew uh, until a few years ago that things like helium, what? like there are helium, you know. Neither like did they, I. They, they pulled that out of the ground. I didn't know that. And, and the same thing with carbon dioxide. I didn't know that. This is a revelation here. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know what? I think I am going to whip me up some of that NyQuil chicken. Uh, Ron Friedlander, the CEO of Massachusetts Aeronaut Brewing Company, said it's certainly something we're keeping close attention oh, to. We have to figure out some way to continue to source CO2. And for now, we're actually just staying ahead of it, but it's certainly a big concern for us. Did you know that cotton candy comes from South American mines, Preston? What? Yeah. You're blowing my mind. It's unbelievable. Uh, Beer drinkers could see a spike in prices and slight reductions in availability because of the contaminated reservoirs. Uh, He said, uh, like everyone else, we're doing what we can to source CO2 and finding alternative suppliers. By the way, where does the uh, helium situation stand? I've seen... good question. It seems to be bouncing back. For a while, it was looking like, uh, you know, we need to really... uh, Economize uh, our use of, of helium because helium's used in things like uh, MRI machines. Yeah. I mean, like there there's important applications to it to make your voice higher. Children's birthdays, <laughs> all of that. Uh, we are in a crisis situation. Yeah. So uh, I don't know what the current uh, status is of uh, of helium. In well, Ukraine. not good. Apparently, the, it's uh, still um, happening worldwide, and uh, the war in Ukraine has not helped because Ukraine, believe it or not, was one of the world's biggest suppliers. Of, of uh, helium, yes. Really? Yeah, of so course. we get wheat from Ukraine and helium. And helium. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if you were to pick two things, we've cornered the market on wheat and helium. Wow. Okay. Well, they're both pretty valuable. All right. Order up. All right. I wasn't familiar with this gentleman uh, because uh, I never really purchased his product, but apparently he was well-known enough to have a nickname. Uh, Fred Franzia, a wine industry maverick, perhaps best known for Two Buck Chuck. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Died yeah. Tuesday at oh, his... Oh, no, seriously? Uh, yep, at his Denaire home. He was 79 years so is old. It, is this low rent, rent wine? It's Trader Joe's. It's uh, mm-hmm. Charles Shaw uh, is the actual name of, of the wine, and so it just got earned its nickname as <laughs> it's Chuck, and you would buy two-buck Chuck. Because it was $1.99. Yeah. Really? It was, it's halfway decent. It's not a terrible wine, uh, but it was it was cheap, and it became really popular, and so you'd go to Trader Joe's in every state except from uh, Pennsylvania and be able to buy wine. Yeah, so uh, Franzia co-founded... Use it instead of NyQuil. Uh, Bronco Wine Co. in 1973 and helped grow it as CEO in one of the highest volume producers in the nation. Mm. Uh, he said often that consumers deserved low cost wine, including the Charles Shaw bottles sold through Trader Joe's for $1.99 and fans, uh, fans dubbed the brand Two Buck Chuck soon after the 2002 launch. Uh, Franzia also called for $10 wines in restaurants and other steps to expand the market. Um, he had said in 2016 at a wine industry event, uh, give the consumer the chance to make the choice. Uh, Franzia also stirred controversy in a 1993 guilty plea involving misidentified grapes and a later dispute over putting Napa on wine bottles. Uh, his death was announced in a September 13 message to uh, Bronco's 400-plus employees from his two children, huh. uh, Renata and Joey, they did not disclose what the cause of, of death, but did pass along a quote from their father uh, that said, We are fighting a good fight, and at the end, we all have an expiration date. Was it Penn and Teller that did a, a, a BS episode about wine? Um, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, they did bottled water. Right, I do remember that water, or, or at least you know, somebody had done something where they uh, they had these supposedly cultivated palates, um, and they had really cheap wine, and they mm. couldn't. They were they couldn't tell the difference. Oh well, Nick and I uh, will refute that. We did a wine tasting years and years and years ago, and it was um, oh Lebec Finn chef. Yeah, um, uh, George um, Perrier. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, we, we didn't know we were being duped and we were doing a box wine tasting. And George Perrier took one sip of one, took one sip of another and was like, this is S. And he just got up and left. Oh, and really? he knew that it was all box wine. Yeah. So this uh, Franzia guy, I don't think he's actually connected to the Franzia wine company, is he? Preston does. Fred Franzia, wine industry maverick, perhaps best known for Two Buck Chuck. Yeah, but uh, there's also a wine company called Franzia Wine Company. Oh, that I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, They are known, Marissa, by the way, for their box wine. And so I I think that it's a different family. I know that box wine. Yeah. (laughs) So is it part of Bronco Wine Company? Because that's what he founded. Uh, Nick, does it say okay. Franzia on the boxes? No, no, no. Uh, yes, it does. See, okay, because I've seen them. I'm wrong, Preston. It does. It's, it's so the Franzia wine. Um, uh, Fred is Fred Franzia the man who passed away. Uh, yes. Okay, yes. So yeah. he he started the Bronco Wine Company. So okay. then who's Fonzie? Uh, he's from Happy Days. His name is Arthur Fonzarelli. Fonzarelli. Okay. Right. And so yeah. the Franzia Wine Company is completely separate from the Bronco Wine Company founded by Fred Franzia. There is no connection between Fred Franzia, who is dead, and Franzia boxed wine. The defense rests. Okay. Okay. Um, however, uh, I'm still going to uh, tell you this. Uh, boxed wine, a lot of it, not a lot of it, some of it, some of the boxed wine is actually comes from the exact same grapes, exact same barrels as uh, some of the wine that goes in the bottle, and they just put a different label on it. So okay. um, you could have a $50 bottle of wine, and then you could have a $12 box of wine, and they are the exact same wine. Interesting. And they, just, they just put a different yeah. label on it, and they target different people. But you could just buy that box and be drinking the same thing. 
By the way, uh, Franzia was the grandson of Teresa and Giuseppe Franzia, who founded a wine uh, bearing their name near... You're never going to amount to nothing! Uh, Ripon in 1906. The wine group now owns the Highway 120 plant and the popular Franzia boxed wine brand. Uh-huh. Oh, so there is a connection. There is a connection. The defense doesn't rest. Oh, no! <laughs> I need a new lawyer. <laughs> The defense is back up again. Uh, so it is and it isn't. Uh, if the court understands correctly, it's two things at once that are diametrically that would be opposed. A great lawyer. Yeah. Fred Franzia started. Let me see your diploma. <laughs> Free man. Morocco wine with his brother Joseph Franzia and cousin John Franzia. If I understand correctly, you're the plaintiff and the defendant. <laughs> it's a revolutionary case, uh, Your Honor. All right. Um, Order up. Next on the Connoisseur, uh, from September 29th through October 5th, Panera loyalty program members will be able to enjoy special perks during the first My Panera Week. You can receive uh, My Panera. You can receive perks like $2 off uh, barista beverages, a $0 delivery fee, a free baguette. Ooh! I'm in. I do love my baguettes. And some water. Uh, Join Panera's loyalty program to enjoy the first future My Panera Week. Baguette and a butterboard, and I'm pitching a tent. Yeah, dude. I'm all over that. I will tell you this. um, I am uh, back to uh, dropping by the Panera now and then. Uh, The the, the regular food is... um, You take a break for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good to do that. Right. Take a little break. You know. And and, uh, give something else. Just enchantment. Yep. Uh, let me see, man. The other stuff I have is just kind of eh, little throwaway thing. Well, give us, give us the best of the lot. Um, hang on a second. Oh man, we missed this. I had this in the connoisseur, and we missed it. But it was back on September 10th. Was National TV Dinner Day? Aww. Can you still go in and ask for a deal? Uh, what now? Uh, what are they giving free TV dinners? No, they weren't giving away free TV dinners. They're just Damn like it. acknowledging TV dinners. Were you a fan? So years I ago. I was totally yeah. a fan of TV dinners. It, I loved them. It was exciting. So the yeah. things used to get Swanson TV dinners. Totally. Yeah. And um, and then they had ones that were made specifically for kids. I remember the one brand I yeah. had actually came with a packet of chocolate milk, too, that you could, powdered milk, mm-hmm. that you could make. And then they had all these. They were little uh, games little, on the back. L- right. A little stuff. brownie in there as well. Yeah, a little. Little, uh, you know, uh, quizzes and stuff like that you could take that were on the package. But I, dude, I would love to go back to the old school foil wrapped TV dinner tinfoil that you, you could crumple up the whole thing when you were done with and it. And everything bled into each. <laughs> totally. Right. Macaroni and Ew. macaroni and cake. I have fun, <laughs> fun memories All of right. that. So is the nostalgia overriding the actual taste of, of this? Course. Okay, all right. Of so course. Of course. If you had one, yeah. probably not that there good. Was, there was something, though, Nick, to uh, everything had just a little bit of shrapnel to it. <laughs> <laughs> so and real that quick, really added to the taste. We'll, we'll do a, a quick nostalgia, and then I think we need to talk to the to the fellas because they're, right. they're available now. Uh, in 1953, C.A. Swanson & Sons changed prepackaged meal business forever, including the TV dinner revolutionizing Frozen food. In 62, Swanson stopped using the name TV dinner. However, in the United States, the term remained synonymous with any packaged dinner uh, purchased frozen from a store and heated at home. The very first Swanson TV dinner consisted of a Thanksgiving meal. Yes! Turkey, cornbread dressing, peas, and sweet potatoes. That was one of my favorites. Originally, Swanson made the tray of aluminum. Uh, They separated each food item into individual compartments. 
Uh, at home, the cook heated the dinner in the oven. The cooking time was usually about 25 minutes. Uh, today, nearly all frozen food trays can be cooked in the microwave or a conventional oven. Uh, and by the way, this is interesting. When they first sold TV dinners, they priced them at 98 cents. In the first year, production estimates reached 5,000 dinners. Okay, so these were the estimates. Right. Uh, they exceeded that amount, surprisingly. In the first year, they sold more than 10 million of them. <laughs> Are you serious? They're prepped they for 5,000. They sell 5,000. <laughs> oh, my God. 10 million. And they sold 10 million <laughs> of them. The culture shifted. Unbelievable. Yeah, it, it shifted completely because you're like, um, that whole... They were introducing a notion yeah. of eating with the TV on as exactly. well. Yes. All of that stuff. Of the whole family yeah, yeah. getting together. And then... And then it like, wasn't the Waltons anymore. TV trays yeah. were invented and all that stuff. So, uh, there you go. All right. Um, we're closing up the restaurant. Thank you for stopping by. Appreciate it. But we have other business to take care of and only a little bit of time to do it because we're going to fire this up right now. We need to stay on time for you who loot if we can. Let's find out where the boys are now. It's a Casey's Big Adventure check-in with Preston and Steve on MMR. So they've been heading across the country. Last night they stayed in Palm Springs and now are on the road and they are trying to head into Los Angeles, ladies and gentlemen. Let's check the progress of Casey and Jackie and Kyle. Good morning, fellas. California, here we come. <laughs> right back where we started from. Hey, guys. Hi, hey. guys. All right. So it's 745 here. Is it? It's 445 in the morning for you guys, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what? I wish it felt like 745, but it feels like 445. <laughs> I know. You guys were kind of slow to get started, which is actually impressive because this is the first day that we've had a slightest delay on getting things underway, and it doesn't really matter at this point. I mean, and you guys yeah, just... Yeah, I'm actually... Uh, uh, no, I'm surprised. I, I didn't think we were talking to you guys this early. I thought... Uh, I really thought we were checking in much later on, but, uh, I, I, you know, regardless, we knew we had to get on the road early mm-hmm. uh, in order to, uh, you know, meet our challenge today. And you've been doing throughout the week, You everything has uh, been orchestrated, and you guys have been sort of taking the bullet each day on it to get us stuff during showtime, you know, to get uh, a landmark hit. And the biggest of the week is happening today, correct? I mean, this is it. This this was this was. The, the ultimate mission all week. We had little mini missions every single morning, but uh, this was the ultimate mission. This is what we set out to do when we left the parking lot uh, on Monday morning. And by the way, did you guys see when I was leaving the parking lot on Monday morning that I ran over the curb? Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't want to say anything on air, but no. you're leaving the parking lot. I was like, oh, this is not a good start. <laughs> I know. I see that. It's like Pee-wee when he leaves the biker bar and runs and drives through the, the building. You took that turn, making a right, and I was just like, oh, no. I hope they don't have a flat tire. Oh, no. Well, Guys, was yesterday was yesterday the most magical day for for you? The, the the Grand Canyon stuff was pretty amazing. It really was, Steve. But yesterday was kind of like the Sophie's Choice of road trips because we had to we had to pick one thing over another, and uh, and so our choices were the grand the the majesty of the Grand Canyon or the beauty of a sunset over in Joshua Tree National Park, and um, we couldn't do both. 
So uh, we chose Grand Canyon over I, over Sunset. I think, I think you made Tree. the right choice. Joshua Tree is is stunning, but the Grand Canyon is well, it's grand. Yeah, uh, and it's it's just. If you've never been there before, you just you can't believe what you're seeing in front of your eyes. And pictures don't do it. And justice. these guys have never been there before. Okay. Neither neither Jackie or Kyle had ever seen the Grand Canyon before. Okay. All right. Well, listen. I hate to keep this short, but I wanted to do a quick check in with you guys. But we've got to try to stay on time if we can. We got you who loot. We've got live music in the studio. All kinds of other things. You guys are on the road. We need to. We know where to find you if we need you. So we'll check back in in a little bit. But just wanted to uh, touch base as you guys begin this really early morning trek today. That uh, sounds good to me. We'll talk to you guys uh, a little bit later on when I'm when I'm uh, ankles deep in the Pacific. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Go back to our Nyquil chicken. <laughs> yes, please do. No, use Dayquil chicken. Dayquil chicken because you got to yeah, stay up. Dayquil All right, chicken. we'll come back. We'll come back to those guys. In a little while, as they are making their way into Los Angeles, they're having such a good time, and it's sounding so great, and I'm very jealous, and, and part of me wishes I could be a part of this. The other part of me is enjoying going to bed at home. Uh, you oh, know. my God, yeah, but when you saw the shots of the Grand Canyon, mm. got to get back. Yeah, so follow all that uh, along uh, at com. All those pictures we've been talking yeah, about, all yeah. those videos we've been talking all about, there. they're all right there, and you won't want to miss out on it. All right, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. Bizarre File, You Who Loot, that's on the way. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Here it is, MMRs. You who loot. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. And we give you this word that's worth $1,000. The word is high. H-I-G-H. You have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. Three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911, or you can enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner gets a call from Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. We want you to win. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. It is sponsored by Horizon Services, so once again... The word is high, H-I-G-H. Let's welcome in our Friday officially right now.
the end there, that little scream of it's Friday, that comes from uh, bass player Brooke, and it's her birthday! Brooke is 19 years old today. Love those guys. They're the best, man. So happy birthday to you, Brooke. We love you, and let's do the B5. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. You can order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It's a Primo. We're going to start with this. An unruly passenger was arrested after he punched a flight attendant in the back of the head. Hard. On a flight from Cabo San Lucas, Mexico to Los Angeles. Video captured by passenger Barry Livingstone shows the attacker rush at the flight attendant and strike him from behind. Livingstone said the agitated passenger attacked the attendant after being told he could not use the lavatory up front because he wasn't a first-class passenger on the flight. Mm. And according uh, to Livingstone, he said once he started screaming at him, the flight attendant just turned around, and I think he was going to go and do something. But as he turned around and walked away, the guy jumped out of his seat, bolted down the aisle, and punched him in the back of the head. It was totally unprovoked. Four other passengers then got up, helped restrain the attacker using zip ties on both his hands and feet. He said it felt like you were helpless, and then every 10 minutes or so, uh, he would just lash out and start screaming and shouting about being the Messiah and feeling misunderstood. Well, the airline should have accommodated the Messiah. Listen, if Jesus needs to take a piss in first class, you let him. All right. Uh, FBI agents ended up I'm taking... I'm sorry, I didn't recognize you with the Hawaiian shirt. The passenger into custody. A spokesperson for the FBI said the passenger, whose name was not released, was taken into custody on suspicion of interference with a flight crew. That's a felony. Uh, this story out of England. A woman drove down a footpath in a car thinking that it was a road while she was intoxicated, and she later told police that her dog had been driving the car. Aww. Yeah. They're great. Uh, Melissa Jenkins, Johansson. Fido, uh, you take the next few kilometers. Attempted to reverse out of a car park at Ocean Cafe Bar and Restaurant four times before a man noticed her drunken state and phoned the police. I've got to let the dog drive. But Johansson did manage to reverse at the fifth attempt and then began driving down the footpath before colliding with a bus stop that was just feet away from a children's play area. She eventually went on to the main road where she paused for several minutes. She then went to the Seaview Hotel and then went on to a grocery store where she was caught on video shopping. Well, it turns out the dog was actually driving the steering wheel and the cat was pushing the accelerator down. Oh, okay. So there was a two-person. It was a two-animal operation. So when two officers visited Johansson at her home, she blamed the whole thing on her pet dog, Lily. Yeah. The officers arrived to the address. Don't look at me. The car was substantial damage. They entered the property and immediately hit with the smell of alcohol. She asked the police if they had any proof of her arrest, and they said uh, that her friend had driven the car and also that her dog, Lily, had driven the car. Uh, You had a story out of, was it uh, Israel, of a dog driving a car as well? Yes, where they they actually let the dog somehow or another drive the car. Yeah. Uh, So, nonetheless, they arrested her. She is going to face charges in that incident. Children and teens ranging from 11 to 18 years old were found gambling on the gaming floor of Mount Airy Casino (laughs) Resort, according to the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board. 
Uh, the board approved Wednesday a consent agreement during the public meeting, resulting in a $160,000 fine for the Mount Pocono-based gaming operator. The board claims there were three incidents in which individuals under the legal gambling age of 21 gamed access to the casino floor and gambled. Okay, so an 18-year-old man who gambled at two different slot machines. All right, I could maybe see that. Right. Yes. But an 11-year-old girl also gambled at 10 different slot machines while both parents were present with her and cashed two vouchers for her. Is this the first time that someone has said baby needs a brand new pair of shoes and actually been a baby? Been a baby that needed those shoes. And then two 13-year-old girls also gambled at slot machines with their mother. <laughs> uh, additionally, Mount Airy uh, received a second fine of $100,825 stemming from the operator's failure to timely file a total of 32 corporate or individual renewal applications by the statutorily mandated due date. By the way, if you're a kid, if you're sitting at the blackjack table, they will bring you unlimited chocolate milk. Oh. Yeah. They're good like that. A uh, man accused of strutting around naked on a midtown Atlanta high-rise balcony and urinating on the streets below was arrested on Wednesday. A local news station, Channel 2 Action News, was at the Icon Atlanta on 14th Street when Mercedes New was taken into custody. What? That's the person's name, Mercedes New. Now, Channel 2's Tom Jones talked to residents who said New was accused of routinely relieving himself from the high-rise unit. Tom Jones is working for them now? He's trying to just, you know, he's a senior citizen. Yes. He wants to stay busy, so. Uh, neighbors yeah. said, there he goes. He's going out of Tom Jones. Neighbors said, Thank you, guys. This gentleman's pissing off the balcony. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, neighbors said it was so bad that they thought about using an umbrella when they would walk That's a lot of piss. The sidewalk, yeah. Uh, Tom Jones talked to New Mercedes as he was being walked to a patrol car, and he denied the allegations against Detective him. Detective Engelbert Humpert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he said, I'm, uh, so according, this is what, what, uh, Mercedes News said to Tom Jones, I'm famous. I'm on TV, bruh. <laughs> He said, I don't do this, man. No, I'm innocent. I promise I didn't do this. Okay. Uh, New also goes by the name uh, Shawty Dread and has nearly a million followers on Instagram. He has a pleasant mugshot. Uh, people who work in the area said that New routinely walked around outside onto the balcony naked and then relieved himself through the bars of his balcony. Right. Neighbors sent uh, the TV station video of New in the act, but asked that uh, they not show it on television. But police began investigating after a manager of a nearby high-rise called and complained. Officers went into the building and moments later came out with New in handcuffs. And on his way to jail, New insisted to Jones... That it wasn't him, Big and he didn't the see the video. Police said the charges New is facing are pending, but one charge is likely to be public indecency. So, there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre <laughs> file for you. It's hey, too much. We got good eats here this morning. I would like to thank our friends from Sport and Social at Live Casino and Hotel in Philadelphia for stopping by. They brought a nice spread. It's it, in the Acme uh, Lounge right now. It's really nice. Yeah, Sport and Social Live at uh, Sport and Social at Live Casino is a destination sports bar, uh, restaurant, and entertainment center featuring a FanDuel sportsbook and lounge, fifty-two foot LED display, and uh, TV. Uh, 24, I'm sorry, 24 TVs for unmatched sports viewing while you're there. I have a $50 gift card. Yes. If you'd like to get that, be calling number 10-215-263-WMMR. And, and in our uh, Acme Lounge, Larkin Poe. 
They're already here. I can't believe it. Rebecca and Megan Lovell are here. They're awesome. Way early, yeah. and they're going to be performing in the studio in a little bit, so hopefully they're going to have part of the nacho bar that we have <laughs> out there for them. Uh, and also, when we return, uh, Hari is here, and he's going to oh, be... Excellent. Uh, performing tomorrow at Helium Comedy Club. So we're going to talk to him next. But nonetheless, a lot happening on the show this morning. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. And by the way, you have just a few minutes left to enter the word hi. That is our word for you who loot, okay? Uh, make sure you send that over now. It's H-I-G-H, hi. We'll be back in a second. Stay put. Who serves up the best burger in Philly? Taste for yourself. Philly Burger Brawl is back. Round one, fight. So get off your buns and come sample the region's meat you can't beat. From traditional to gourmet to, whoa, what's on that? Come stuff your grill with unlimited burger bites. Sunday, October 23rd. Outdoors at Xfinity Live with cold beer and live music. Benefiting Philly Parks and Rec's at-risk teen initiative. And Philly School District's after-school programming. Ticket info's up at WMMR.com. Don't miss Philly Burger Brawl 2022 at Xfinity Live. I do love the taste of a good burger. Mm. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks to your taste buds. Helium Comedy Club. A couple of shows uh, tonight and tomorrow, 7.30 and 10 p.m. And you can get tickets at heliumcomedy.com for our next guest. And we're happy to see him once again. Hari Kondabolu is here this morning. How are you, Hari? I'm good, man. It's always so funny uh, when you see musicians, like when you're like you know at a yeah. radio station or something, because it it makes as a comic I feel so fraudulent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You get imposter syndrome. Oh my god! It's like so I play the lap steel and the guitar, and I have, we have these amazing voices. What do you do? Uh, I talk. <laughs> But funny sometimes. Rusty, you, you bring up a, a, a great point because, you know, years ago, uh, 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 I did stand-up for, for a while, and you would always, you'd go in, and Hari, you go in, and there'd be, like, other, sometimes you do, like, a variety show sort yeah, of yeah. thing, and then there'd be a band that had arrived at 11 o'clock in the morning that was setting up and all that, and you literally just walk in, and yeah. it's like, it's a good kind of guilt to have, Right. That, that you that you can walk in and go oh I'd rather be on this end of it than having to run sound checks and all that stuff or, or carry things yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but it's just I mean the the moment I think I feel the most fraudulent is when I see like I'm on a subway in New York yeah and I see like a homeless person like speaking publicly I'm like what's so different <laughs> from what they do and what I do yeah honestly I've done so many free shows I've done shows where the audience didn't know a show was going on oh. like. It's basically the same. Have you ever done the, the uh, like the, the uh, um, Edinburgh the uh, the Fringe the Festival? Fringe, where, I did. Uh, like and and sometimes Preston, they'll have comedians literally standing yeah. on the corner. Yeah, just doing, just their doing the show. Yeah. If this wasn't humiliating enough, <laughs> <laughs> let's bring it outside. Unwanted. So I, it's it's a hack question, but I'll ask it. Where where were you? Where did you appear? Where they had no idea there was going to be a comedy show. It was a barbecue restaurant in Midtown Manhattan. Might have been. Times Square, and it was in the basement, and we go down there, and I'm like, there's no microphone here, and there's just people eating, and so they bring a mic out, and I'm like, okay, and we started the show, and then people are like yelling at the people in the crowd for not laughing or for eating their food, I'm like, they didn't know a show was going on. That's funny. They thought lunch was going on, or dinner was going on, and now we're saying, why aren't you laughing? Because we came to eat. Yeah. There's a place that used to be over here that uh, on City Line Avenue, and they had a lunch 
uh, you know, it was like a, it was like a, a hero, a hoagie place. Yeah. And you go in, and people were just coming by from the, the area, and had, on their lunch break, and they, they would sit a musician in the corner with a, with a guitar, and I'm yeah. like, and you've, I felt so bad for whoever was playing. Wait a minute. Didn't you do a gig one time where they just gave you, like, a literally an old-school yeah. cheerleader megaphone? I mean, like <laughs> a like an Otto Preminger on the oh set of the movie. God. I swear <laughs> to God. That was his mic. And what kills me... <laughs> It was a tech school. Oh, you got to be kidding! I swear me. to God, so they're just screwing with you at that point. Yeah, oh. <laughs> that is horrific. They're sending yeah. all the signs. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but we were just talking before we went on. It's been years since you've been here. You, yeah, you, you know, uh, obviously you've been working a lot. Is it, but is it a? Um, it has to be cathartic to get back out and do what? Because clearly this is what you love best, yeah. being in front of an audience and getting that visceral reaction. Yeah, I mean, like, I didn't do those Zoom shows that a lot of comics were doing. Yeah, that seems to be a, like a dividing line for a lot of people. It just wouldn't, and some like I had to. It's too much like funny guy at office for me. <laughs> like, I, I avoided that life. Why on earth would I actively choose to <laughs> funny do that? Guy at like, what, like, let's do a conference call. Like, it's just not, I'm yeah. not doing that. They were hard yeah. to watch. I mean, like, you know, like Zoom concerts and, and Zoom comedy shows, like, when there's no crowd reaction, yeah. it really takes, like, and you would sort of chuckle, you know, or like a breathe out your nose kind of fast. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the worst because, you and you know, you can go in and obviously you're an accomplished stand-up comedian. You know you can take command of an audience. And when you're hearing, you're hearing like nothing, it's it's humbling. Yeah, it's it's like, humbling. <laughs> and, and the excuse, no, this really makes people laugh. Right, right. It doesn't matter, you know? Well, it's also, it's like, I don't know if I want to hear the laughs or not. Because it's hard to hear laughs without, like, there's just. There's some people have heads, some people don't have heads. Right, some yeah, people yeah. are just pictures, and <laughs> and so sometimes the sounds off, and I'm like, I'm just doing a monologue, mm-hmm. and I don't right. really need any of you here to do this. <laughs> right, right. Like the whole thing, like I just could never get into it. I didn't want to get into. It. I didn't sign up for it. Well, that's maybe why the subway guy is the purest form. Right, right. He's just going. He's not worrying about like anything. Yeah. So you you're, you're doing your 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 podcast. Um. Uh. You now I was not familiar. Um. Uh, the uh the brothers podcast. Oh yeah, but that. That's I. We consider that a seasonal a podcast. Seasonal? Okay, where I've not heard of it. Yeah, it, it, it's been going on for ten years, and we've done I think like twenty two episodes. Okay, that's probably right. There, yeah, yeah. There, there's no consistent pace. It's like whenever we feel like doing it, it ends up. It's like a Haley's Comet kind of podcast. Like, right, right. No, right. it's here. I can't believe it. Um, so. It has done nothing for my career at all. It has done absolutely nothing to advance it. Uh, but yeah, that is a thing that me and my brother occasionally do. I, I have to ask, um, and I, I was—I don't know why I was thinking of you. Yeah, sure, I, sure. I guess I can. I guess I was watching. Uh, I'm, I'm big into Bollywood. Yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love the. I action. wonder why you thought of me. <laughs> and I know. And I'm like, how do I ask? Because you, and you're, you're, you're a student of pop culture. Sure, and also, we, we've, we've talked about uh, the Apu movie and everything. And, yeah, yeah. And uh, all of that stuff. So I, I said this would fall in the wheelhouse. There's a, the movie called RRR, um, which is um, on Netflix, which is th- there is a reckless abandon with Bollywood films that that is just so amazing. And it's I think like I don't are you a fan or have you? I, some of the stuff from the 70s, yeah. uh, like I, I saw some of that, and I grew up on some of that. And also, like, we're from southern India, and each of the states in India has its own, like, film industry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was always, uh, like, the plots always seemed secondary to Completely. the spectacle. Like, Completely. the spectacle of the song, the spectacle, spectacle of the action. And I think a lot of the films, and I think it's changed a lot, are like, I, I'm spending money 
to go to see a thing, I want everything. I want comedy. I want action. Yeah. Like, there are scenes that don't make any sense in this film. I remember watching an action movie. It was like a detective action movie. And there's a scene with a man in a gorilla suit pretending to be a gorilla when a real gorilla actually comes into the game. I'm like, this has <laughs> nothing to do with anything that's going on. Well, in in, in RRR, there's, there's literally... Um you're right. There are full production dance numbers, yeah. though it's not technically a, a musical. And and no. it's and but there's some of the most amazing. It seems like no one ever says during a production meeting for these movies. No, we that's too, it's ridiculous. And it and that's sort of the the pure beauty of it is that they just say let's go for it. I mean, but on, on Netflix, it's doing. Huge. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's working. I mean, why would anybody say any? It's like saying, do we really want to make another Marvel movie? Like, you're not going to... It works. It works. So you keep doing it over and over again. And I think it's the... You know, and I also think that it's a billion and a half people. And film is one of the things that can reach, you know, especially a country that has so much poverty, like, to yeah. re- reach everybody. So why on earth do you want to see something that doesn't have a lot of fun and dance right. and is, is an escape? No, I, I, I agree. Where, where do you fall, like, on the... Um on the the, the 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 superhero movie scale, or just just like like Top Gun Maverick, or it's, does that yeah, fall in your wheelhouse? Not or is really. It, or, yeah. But to be fair, I'm always behind. Like I just saw the Harry Potter movies, oh. and man, I, those Muggle jokes people were making, I get them from 15 years ago now. <laughs> I, in hindsight, very funny. So if you're called a Muggle, you, yeah, you're not. <laughs> I, I I think that we talk about this. That is a consistent across all those films. Now I did not read the books. Yeah. But um, that is that is an unbelievable undertaking that they kept a level of quality yes. throughout those movies. Yeah. They, and you talk about something just for the sake of being enchanting. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of the purest form, like I, I went to did the Universal thing, the the uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter down in uh, Florida, and I'm like, I'm, and my hands were kind of full of press and said, you know, it, it's you're gonna you're gonna succumb to it, and he was right. Within seconds, I'm like, oh my god. Yep. You, you need that. Yeah, you do. Yeah. I have a two-year-old now, so, like, part of me, I, I justified it to myself, well, I'm just doing some research for later, <laughs> but, like, I, I absolutely loved it, especially during the pandemic. Like, yeah. that little bit of magic and, and escapism, I think, was necessary, so. What do you turn to for, what, what are your, what are your you know, because obviously you, you're, you're writing your, your materials, obviously, yeah. you, you know, you're, you're tapped into the news of the day. There's a lot of of, uh, you know, observational and, and political stuff that you have to process. What do you do to t- get away from that? Oh, man. You don't have anything. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. When the thing you used to do to escape is now your career, like, yeah. what do you do? You right. Know? So I, I like thrift shopping. <laughs> yeah. That's not really a hobby. You know, that's How's your thrift necessity. shop game? Yeah. Uh, it, it's okay. It, it's hard because uh, I think the pandemic uh, was brutal on the body. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, the, the sizes I fit into, I don't fit into them anymore, and really? I can't blame the dryer. You look, like it's you look in, you look in shape. You look like you're that is a, a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I don't know. I don't do. I mean, it's funny because I, I, I talk a lot about like self care. You have to take care of yourself. You're gonna yeah. take other people. And I just don't, man. It's just a weird thing. It's, you know? a, it's a hard thing. It's like that old saying that the, you know, like the uh, the shoemakers uh, kids are the ones without the shoes. You know, the uh, that the you at home, you don't, you're not able to do what you're. How old is that saying? <laughs> shoemakers? <laughs> yes, <I know. laughs> you mean cobblers? 
I tried to update it, but uh, <laughs> my uh, Harley, my girlfriend's really into thrift shopping. She, but she, for her, there are different levels. So she'll yeah. like uh, one weekend it'll be Goodwill, and then another weekend it'll be Ooh. thrift shopping, yeah. and then it'll be a consignment shop. So, yeah, <laughs> right. So you're you're do, a consignment guy. Well, no, I'm definitely I'm a Goodwill and uh, the, the the thrift. Shop because okay. that's where the discoveries. Which... There's there's levels to it, right? Yeah. yeah. What's the difference with the consignment shops? I don't. It's a little nicer, right? Okay. It's nicer. It's more expensive. It's been picked out, yes. like. But part of the the excitement of it is you don't know what you're going to find. It's a treasure right? hunt. It's yeah. a treasure hunt. Yeah. And the treasures are things that are valued really only by you. Right. And, and, and to be honest, they're not all that valuable. Um, if but, I went to Goodwill, I'd be searching through all my own stuff that I got rid of. I mean, I feel like I end up buying the same stuff anyway. It's always like... A dark shirt, usually buttoned down, black or green. But I'm like, but I don't have this kind of stitching on the green shirt I have. So it's like the most ridiculous kind of treasure hunt. She, yeah. she came home with a concert T-shirt uh, a few weeks ago, and I'm not exaggerating. It was covered in blood. Oh, and my she was God. Like, you know, wow. I think I can get the blood out of this oh, concert. Shirt. What? No, and, no. And she did. It, and the what? reason that she got it, it was a Baru Review shirt. And so oh Baru, I, I know. I, listen, okay. they each their own. Local and it, band. And it, it was a you know, local band. Are they a punk band? Uh, no, no, no. Like uh, Hooters-ish. Yeah, just like yeah. There was pop. blood on that shirt? <laughs> there, like, who <laughs> knows how it? that happened in the first place? It was probably used Dude, to like, cover a wound. <laughs> yeah, right? But it was for Like if you said like Megadeth, I'm like, yeah, all right. That's all right. Yeah, Tracy Chapman. Right, right. <laughs> but for her, it was a find, and it was just like so. I get like the treasure hunt aspect of it. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I they, that's that, and I drink good coffee in different cities. But those aren't those. That's clothing and food. That's yeah, not that's really essential. a hobby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I seek out quality bathrooms. It's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can understand the the thrill of the hunt as far yeah. as the people who do like the weekend. Um, um, uh, yard sales are looking for that elusive thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I collect, I collect, you know, pop culture figures and things like that. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's my thing. I love it. I love also just hunt the hunt basically. Uh, so ha- do you, are you, you look for things just randomly that come your way or have you ever said, I'm going to go look for this? Well, you know, it's funny. I live in like basically Park Slope, Brooklyn, which okay. is kind of like, um, it, it's it's like mixed income neighborhood, but the sure. rich people there are rich. So all of a sudden, you'll walk down the block, and it's like this is a perfectly perfectly good armoire. You know, <laughs> it's like there is nothing wrong with this armoire on the sidewalk. On the yeah. sidewalk, it's like oh, we just got a new one. You know what I mean? So like, I, I feel like there's a, a weird kind of hunt where I'm like, I guess we need a new stroller. So I guess we got a stroller now. Yeah, I never so, thought about that. Rich it, people's detritus becomes our. Has the word detritus been used on a morning show? No, no. no. Okay. Yeah. I, as I said it, I'm like, this isn't NPR. What am I talking about? That's Why am I using the word detritus for? Detritus. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Hari is going to be performing at the uh, Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow. I want to go back to something you said, Hari. So you said you lived in the uh, the southern part of uh, India. My parents are from, like, yeah, South India. Yeah. And, and what I'm curious about, and I need to start asking uh, this of people who have lived in other countries or have direct uh, you know, descendants. Con- descendants or connection yeah. to, to countries. Because I'm curious about regions. Be- uh, and uh, what made me think of it is I'm like, I thought of the American South. And kind of what that is like as opposed to, because we have, you know, different stereotypes yeah, yeah, yeah. about different parts of the country. Um, do you know enough about India? Yeah, in, it's, as far fl- as- it's flipped. 
Like, like okay. the, the North is considered not as smart, and the South is where all the universities are and are okay. seen as smarter. The North is generally more light-skinned, so they're, like, like they... So, basically, we, we talk about them being stupid, and they talk to us about being darker, and I'm like, that's fine. We'll get, okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll just get visas to America and not be here anymore. <laughs> so, I think that's okay. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it's... There's definitely some... There's, there's some friction at times, yeah. Okay, really? Yeah. I mean, but it's not, I mean, it's friction in the sense of, like, it's not like a real war. I mean, the, yeah. there, there's enough right, between Hindus and Muslims. There's, yeah. there's enough going on yeah. where that, you know, but colorism is, like, a factor. And I remember doing shows in India, and I did shows in the North, and people just knew I was from the South. No, and I'm, I'm like, kidding. did I'm you like, immediately, so you immediately got a vibe? Yeah. yeah. And I was, I'm like, man, I'm... I, <laughs> Here I'm getting this here. Right. I just left America and I'm getting this here. Where am I supposed to go then? Oh. Like, ah, it's too dark. Where did that happen to you? In India, in the place my ancestors are from. Oh. Yeah. Have you have you have you tour? I mean, because it's weird. A lot of times we will live in an area and we will not really explore it. Yeah. Are, are, have you toured um, a lot of India? Have you seen? Um, you know, a little bit, a little bit. Because it's an, it's a, an incredible country. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 too complicated to really explain. I will say that stand up, like I did some cities that were, you could have played here. Yeah, like, okay. Calcutta felt like here. Bombay obviously feels very much like here. Delhi felt like here. But then there was like certain states where like English wasn't widely spoken, and that was a mistake. Okay, that yeah, was yeah. a booking mistake, I think, because <laughs> right. uh, apparently if the audience doesn't understand what you're saying, it's going to impact. You're left to pantomime, and that's not something <laughs> I do very well. So, uh, <laughs> especially intricate jokes, right? Uh, uh, um, yeah, and no, I, I could I could see that. Uh, um, yeah, so uh, the, my sister-in-law had gone a couple times and 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 raved about it, but said it, it is also you know as you would imagine and. In, certain, in many ways, it's like the, the it's just like the highs and the lows. It's like a level of poverty you've never seen, but like rich people are rich beyond your wildest dreams. Right, like the wealth gap is like enormous. I and think the, the most uh, the richest person in the world is Indian, just past um, uh, yeah, Bezos yeah. and uh, somebody else, Musk. Yeah, Elon Musk. Yeah, I mean it's it's awful when you see that stuff here. Just that gap is like really, yeah, but yeah. when you see it in a country that has, you know. The poor, our, our, our level of poor, you know, you don't see here, like, missing limbs and, like, things Ugh. that you don't, like, like see here as often. Is Calcutta still considered? I mean, it's it's still, uh, obviously, was uh, down on the list as far as abject poverty. Has, has there been a turnaround? I know there was an effort to do that. I'm not. I'm not really sure, but I. You know, it's it's funny because when I think of Calcutta, I don't think of the poverty. I think of you don't. The, it's a. It is one of the more artistic. That part of the country is one of the more artistic really? places in in the country, like Bengal. So like, huh. great independent cinema. Some of the greatest like poets and authors came from there. Like culturally, it is like one of the the. Like to me, one of the most interesting places in the country. That's wild. Well, hey, I wanted to ask you. You mentioned having a, a two-year-old earlier. Yeah. Uh, so you know, several of us here have kids, and we've we've gone through our. You know, my kids are, are grown up and everything. But I look back at that time. 
Uh, and obviously, it's a very special and amazing and beautiful yeah. time. Uh, but you also have to kind of subject yourself to children's entertainment <laughs> at that yeah, age. Yeah. And are you deep into uh, Nickelodeon and things like that? Or I, I mean, we really try to focus on old school Sesame Street, All like right. from like the seventies and eighties and stuff. Oh, really? With animation, like everyone's clearly high when they're making this animation. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so bizarre. Like we, all the adults know I know what's going on here. Yeah. Um, well, but, Sid and Marty Croft from the seventies. I don't know if you remember that. That was, oh, those were those were all trip. LSD trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, but the Coco Melon ends up on our YouTube, and that's t- I didn't even know what that was. I don't two know years what that is. Coco Melon. It's uh, it's a, it's like a kids channel, and it's just mind numbing. It's just <laughs> what's that other? There was the, the one you guys talked about, which was it sounds like similar. It was a uh, Sprout. Uh, yeah, Sprout was for little kids. Okay, which was uh, kind of like Nick Junior as well, which was for the oh, you know God, toddlers. Coco Melon on the screen right there. That <laughs> oh, is. wow. What happened to real animation? What is this? Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah CGI. The, the CGI stuff is uh, uh, is kind of trippy. I man, will admit that. I mean, the, whoever introduced my kid to Baby Sharp. Like, <laughs> just, I am so furious. Like, because we, we deliberately tried to avoid that. Yeah. He g- gets back from daycare. He's like, baby shark. I'm like, no. Please, <laughs> God, no. And there's no way to counter it, right? There's no. no. I mean, you, no matter what kind of uh, torture, uh, t- there's nothing you can get. Once no. it's there, it's there. It's there, right? And you can play other things, but if that's what he's hearing at daycare, then that's what he's going to want to sing over and over again and wants you to take part in. You, you're, you're right, though, about everything being this uh, this CG thing. And when you watch some of the classic cell animations from, you know. Oh, that's art, It's man. pretty wild. Like I, was, yeah. I mean, going way back to the original uh, Superman cartoons that uh, I think it was Paramount at the time was doing it. Uh, but if you look at that, the earth, those are that's regular cell animation, and it yeah. looks amazing. It's wild stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. We gave up on all that for these like freak mutant people that we <laughs> use CGI with. I'm like, they kind of look like people, but it's not quite the same. It's very right. bizarre. Uncanny yeah. Valley. Yeah, you're right. Uh, no, but I mean, some some anime like with gigantic eyeballs, yeah, yeah, yeah. And smaller facial features and stuff like that. Yeah. At least it's drawn, right? Yeah. Anime's drawn. At least there's a sense of like this, there's art as opposed to like some dude in a computer making. I know nothing about CGI, so I'm talking in a way that's so vague. Like it's some dude in a computer. Right? He's pressing the buttons and their shapes and you know it's the a, buttons. It seems viable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like to me, like oh, this is just The Sims, right? Isn't that how this works? <laughs> it's like it's a thing, while right? ago, The Sims. Yeah. yeah. Uh, do you, Harry, do you have any? Do you have any plans for any more comedy specials or albums or I anything like that coming just up? Just recorded uh, a new special uh, at the end of June, and uh, we're in the middle of the edit now, and hopefully it comes out next year. Okay. Do you know what yeah. a lot of people, a lot of comedians, uh, um, uh, are taking full ownership of the yes. and 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 doing, and it seems to be it's increasing exponentially. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And, and and this is something that you're interested in as well. Yeah, I I paid for it. I I did it myself. Mm. I mean, at a certain, it's a mixing. On one hand, you're like, oh, I hope somebody wants this and buys, but if not, it's like it's straight to the consumer, and yeah. nothing gets passed around more than YouTube. Still, yeah. So you know, on on one hand, it's it's an investment, but like. You know, comedians don't really invest in ourselves. Do you know what I mean? Uh, like no, this is absolutely. A, this is a, it's important. Like this is what we actually do. So we might as well put money into it. You're and your own product. You're your own product. You have complete control of the thing you're putting out. Like, and also all of a sudden, there's all these comics who like. You know, maybe the industry didn't pay that much attention to who all of a sudden are booming because they did it themselves. Yeah, and 
I'm all for that. I think no, it's, it's cool. It's fair. It's democratic. Yeah. I just want to bring this up. Nick was going through your Instagram account. This is from several, several weeks ago. It was mm. earlier this year, but you posted a picture <laughs> of iced tea on the cover of a box yeah. of Cheerios. Yeah. And your comment says, nobody in the 90s saw this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so... <laughs> like, when he was making Cop Killer, I'm sure, like, he didn't expect a Cheerios endorsement. Oh, Ice-T wow. as a cop is one of the greatest turnarounds in American oh, yeah. history. That and you know what? Just... Uh, and he plays a good one. Like, he, like oh, he's, yeah. he's, he's, his performance is good. Uh, yeah. Go go figure. Oh, it's yeah. so, so sweet. God, he's wearing a Cheerios t-shirt and <laughs> yeah. everything. Like, he's all in. Yeah, I mean, it's hard too because it's iced tea, so you can't question his credibility because right. he's one of the legends of hip hop. Mm-hmm. But if it was any, if it was anybody else, it just looks looks uh, bad. Like mm-hmm. who? But so I, it's hard to think of anyone who gets through it all unscathed who manages to maintain their, you know, their. Their, their, Ice team manages to do it. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Somehow Ice Cube, there's a meme going around where it's like Ice Cube holding like an AK-47 and then there's Ice Cube in a kayak <laughs> going down a river. Yeah, it says at first I was like this and now I'm like that. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but then I was like, uh, it's that the times have changed. It yeah. happens. Uh-huh. And, we, and, and, and we, you, the one thing you have to remember is don't be pompous enough to think it won't happen to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh my yeah. God, I'm so ready to to sell out. You yeah. kidding me? Now that I have a kid, oh my God. In- yeah. Integrity doesn't feed anybody. Yeah. I'm looking for endorsement deals, whatever you sure. got. Yeah. Captain Crunch? Captain Crunch. I'll do Captain Crunch. It doesn't matter. I'll do, I will do what it takes yeah. Uh, yeah. at this point. Like, it's funny. Eddie Murphy's career makes so much more sense to me now. Yeah. Because he was the king of the 80s, right? Yeah. And then his first kid was born in 89. And then all of a sudden the movies start getting bad. Now he has 10 kids. So we're seeing bad films for another 20 years. Yeah. Like, this is, it's, it's, it's being a bad artist, but an excellent father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give credit where credit is due. Let's remember that. Come on, man. (laughs) Molding the young minds. Wow. All right. Well, all right. Listen, so happy to see you Uh, again in person. Uh, And we hope you have a great time at Helium. Uh, Shows tonight and tomorrow, two each night, 7.30 and 10 p.m. Both nights. Tickets available at HeliumComedy.com. Make sure you go see Hari uh, Kondabolu here in Philadelphia. Great to see you. Thank you for being here, Hari. Nice to see you. We're going to take a break. We're going to have live music from Larkin Poe in our studio. We check in with the guys on their way to Los Angeles as well. And I want to give away a $50 gift card to uh, our friends at Sports and Social at Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. Call number 11-215-263-WMMR. Make sure that you call us. And also don't forget that they are the ultimate fan clubhouse with made-from-scratch game day favorites, cold beer, cocktails, live entertainment, private dining areas, and more. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, it's Casey Boyd. Now, what have Jackie Bam Bam and I been up to on the road? Well, you can see it all on our gallery updates at WMMR.com. Because shenanigans are meant to be shared. Next guests are playing the Outlaw Music Festival, uh, and that is today, actually, at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. And a lot of great acts are on this bill, including them and Willie Nelson and Chris Stapleton and Zach Bryan. Yeah, exactly. And it's insane. They got here as early as they did, so much so that I thought they were with the restaurant. (laughs) Sports and social, and for that I apologize. But we welcome Rebecca and Megan from Larkin Hey, guys. This is the nacho bar. Let's go. Yeah. (laughs) Dive right in. Thank you guys for being here this morning. 
thing. And being so early, too. That's so, uh, I know how tough it is. You guys live a different lifestyle. Well, you know, it's it's kind of six of one for us. I'm actually quite, I'm I'm a bit of an early bird, so this is not so bad for me. Really? We are in Central, so it's a little, it's an hour earlier for our body clocks. Okay. It's great. I gotcha. Yeah, you guys are from Nashville, or you live in Nashville now. You're originally from Atlanta, right? Yeah, we were born in Tennessee and then raised in Northern Georgia, and there's two of us. Yeah, we're sisters, and we have been connected at the hip ever since making music and are based in Nashville now. And there's a third. You guys have another sister that you were involved with musically beforehand, too, right? Uh, does does that come from uh, mom and dad or other family members? Is there like a genealogy of musicians in the ba- in the in the family? Mm, not really, but we do have music lovers for for parents, and they were always playing the best music, and they wanted us to to be able to try out playing. So we got involved in classical violin music, ah. and then we heard roots music, and we were just blown away in our in our early teens. So we quit those classical lessons, cold mm-hmm. turkey, and picked up banjos and mandolins. And then it's just been sort of a, a natural transition from there into like more like classic rock, which is what we grew up listening to. Nice. Mm-hmm. And you guys have, have added a heavy dose of blues in there, too, yes, which is which is not something you can fake. I mean, it's... Um, and it doesn't mean that you have to have a hard life to be able to play the blues. I mean, that's part of it, but... Uh, but uh, there's there's a soul that I hear in your vocals and obviously in your slide guitar playing um, that it just seems, I, I don't know, I'm like, you guys are, are really young and the fact that you can do that is pretty amazing to me. Did it? Did it just? Did you make a connection to blues music right away? Did it just get, reach into your soul? Yeah, I mean, I think it took a while for us to. We've been. We call ourselves students of the blues for the past five, six years. But of course, growing up listening to classic rock and classic rock in the southern sphere, yeah. you know, the Almond Brothers and Thin Lizzy, like who are those guys listening to? Mm-hmm. And so that led us down deeper into listening to Sun House and Skip James and you know the classic bluesmen that really shaped American music. Yeah, I was. I was listening to some of your music, and after that, I was like. I need to listen to the ballad of Curtis Lowe from Leonard Skinner. So I'm like, this has really got me in that mode, Maybe man. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that sound, and and uh, th- there's something about the slide and all of that stuff that just you know it's like <laughs> it gets you viscerally. And you're right, Preston. There are people who try to can who can try to phone it in, but it has to really come from from that that place. And we are stunned that we're here. That we're seeing a lot of. Younger female-driven bands who are embracing that kind of music mm. and and foundational rock and breathing new life into it—it's a mind blower. But you, you, you like you—you're talking about doing your due diligence and and checking out other bands and and bands. Uh, the notion—I don't know—it used to be whatever your parents were listening to. No, 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 forget <laughs> that. But the fact that you guys were like, oh, we like this. That's, you know, that's got to be a, what, what, what do your parents feel about, uh, I assume they're fans, obviously, but what's, what's, what, what do they say about, about this kind of music and the trajectory? Did they see it coming? I, you know, I think they didn't necessarily see it coming. They're actually both in the medical sphere. So for uh. them to have t- a couple of throwback kids that have been torn, <laughs> I think it's been, they, they, they've been along for the journey. But okay. they love the music that we make. And, and yeah, I think one of the, the strongest connections that we feel to Roots American Music is the fact that it does, you know, cross-generationally bring people together. Like you're talking about Bonnie Raitt with John Lee Hooker and yeah. people who can actually idolize one another across, you know, way vast of space in terms of cultural upbringing and you can find that common ground through this style of music I believe. Absolutely. Bonnie Raitt had to have been an influence for you guys. I oh. hear it in your voice. I hear it in your guitar yes, playing. Sir. Yeah. Uh, what an amazing talent. So have you had a chance to meet her, work with her, or anything yes. like that? 
We yes, got to meet we her. We have gotten to meet her. We actually um, played an amazing um, collaborative event. And um, we shared a dressing room with her. Oh, yeah. man, that's the best. That's true. And I just bought, because I don't have designs. I'm, I play guitar and <laughs> sing the lead vocals. I don't have designs on playing slide, because we were speaking before we came on air about how challenging it is to play instruments without right. frets, yeah. which is what my sister does every day. But I had just gotten a resonator guitar trying to teach myself a bit of slide, and I had picked it up in Los Angeles, and the first person to take it out of the case was Bonnie. Oh. So it's wow. Been I have to ask you, instrument. did cool. her dressing room have a nacho bar? Right. No, it did not. not. See, you guys got got one up on Bonnie Ray. Everything the people want. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. Am I reading this correctly? That your sixth album is coming out this year in November? Because we've been playing Holy Ghost Fires is the song that we've been playing, and um, I'm like, wow, they've already got another album coming out. But we've been playing Holy Ghost Fire for a while now. Yeah. Uh, so it's in November, I think that's. Yes, sir. Eleven, eleven, and we're very, we're really proud of this record. Yeah, um, yeah, because Self Made Man, the the album from which Holy Ghost Fire came from, was right at the beginning of the pandemic. Wow. And we've released a couple projects since then. We've done like a a covers album, um, and we've also done like a an orchestral ensemble collaboration randomly for record. But this this album, Blood Harmony, I think really covers some new energetic ground for us. Okay. Well, listen, we're going to get some music from you guys, a couple mm-hmm. songs this morning. And uh, Self Made Man is the album where uh, Holy Ghost Fire came from. And I think you guys are planning on playing that right now. Yeah. All right. Let's do this. This is Larkin Poe. We have Rebecca and Megan in our studio on MMR. Here we go. <laughs>
Code 93.3 WMMR, Holy Ghost Fire. That song is so cool. Um, Can I address an elephant in the room, though? (laughs) It sounds a lot like Godzilla in the riff. (laughs) And I don't hear it anymore, but when I first heard it, and we got text messages and stuff like that. It's a little different. A little different. No, but it's very close. And yeah. that was absolutely accident. I mean, we're a huge Booster Cult fan. Yeah. 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 But it wasn't until people started mentioning, they were like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you, you know? how do you avoid? I mean, in, in, in this day and age, with all the things that have been composed, mm. it, somebody's going to get reminded of something somewhere. Mm. Ringo Starr, remember hearing a quote from him? You know, like, he's, he's written a few songs, not nearly as many as obviously Paul and John do it. He goes, like, every time I tried to write a song, it ended up being some Jerry D. Lewis, uh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Lee Lewis song already, already had written it's it. It's true. But it happens. But I also had a question uh, lyrically and mm-hmm. how what I interpret one of your lines is in that. And I want to see if it's correct or not. You, you use the line, stick a fork in a socket, let's rock. Yes. Is that plugging in an amplifier? You know, it could either be, yes, euphemistically plugging an amplifier in, or it could be honestly just like giving yourself a... Have you guys ever shocked yourself? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, and I, I yes. Dude, yeah. I one time got my fingers wrapped around like the plug of my laptop or whatever, yeah. and I was like plugging it, and it was, it was an experience. I might have saw God for a second. Well, okay. the weird reaction is you lock up. You, you think yeah. you're going to, you think yeah. you're going to let go and you, you end up locking. <sighs> Can I? See, I, I thought that I had peeked into the poet's soul <laughs> and was you grasping... Did. Yeah, but you didn't really mean but it that way. That's the beauty, though, of songwriting. I feel like having a little bit of negative space so that people can put their own spin on it because that's exactly what these songs are for. They're not just our songs. They're the collective our songs. Tell them the ghost story, Preston, about the song Rats. You, you, oh, yeah. So, so the band Ghost, the Tobias Forge was in here, and oh. I go, oh, yeah, and we we're talking, I go, the new song Rats. I'm like, so uh, <laughs> is that a metaphor for the masses of this? He's like, no, it's the animal rats. And I'm like, <laughs> I got it, you know. So He's not good at that. Yeah. I'm just not good at that. <laughs> uh, with the lap steel, uh, and and part mm-hmm. of the, the the cool thing is uh, obviously when you're on stage, you want to have some cool moves, and you got the you know Pete Townsend stuff, and with other guitars. Uh, have you developed your own sort of cool stage thing with it, or is there there's you know there's only one way to play it, and you can't get too crazy with it? Well, you know, a lap steel is traditionally played in your lap. You sit down, um, yeah. right? Yeah, and but I see you standing a lot. I know, yeah, I, you know, I couldn't abide sitting on stage. I right. have to run around, and so I did develop a lap steel that you could stand and and play with. Cool, cool, yeah. yeah. So I got to see you guys uh, a few weeks ago at the Gorge in uh, Washington mm-hmm. State. You opened for Dave Matthews, which was really cool, and Mount Joy was on the bill as well. And then um, I'm going to come see you next weekend at Ocean's Calling down in uh, Ocean City, Maryland. So I'm excited for, excited for that. So a few festival-type shows. And then tonight, obviously, a festival show as well with, with Willie Nelson and Outlaw. Do you guys like doing festival shows? Do, do you feel like um, you get to an audience that maybe wouldn't have come and seen you otherwise? Or do you prefer, like, standalone Larkin Poe-type shows? Well, it just depends, oh, I think. So different. I, I love getting to play festivals. This summer, we've done a lot of festivals internationally. And then here, like you're saying, with the bills we've done across the U.S. And I think it really challenges artists. You, you want to step up your game to compare with who's on the bill. Right. So I think that, that we've learned a lot this year in really wanting to like elevate our own craft to, to bring something to the table. 
That's yeah, awesome. And you got to uh, you get to hang out with Willie. I mean, like oh that's it's, it's a living legend. And we were talking a little bit off air, but um, he's played with you a couple times, and you played with him. Uh, can you even describe what that experience is like? It's hard <laughs> to put your finger on. It's very it's spiritual, yeah. and I think I think having grown up listening to a lot of his records. I don't even think I was prepared for the first time that we got to walk on stage and do the gospel sing along at the end of the night. <sighs> I was jelly on a plate. And I was surprised at that because it's like, you know, every, the show the show must go on and like, you know, people really pull it together on stage. And I was, it was, yeah, it was magical. There is something about hi- seeing him sing those songs oh that God. you hear everywhere. And trigger. And, um, and then the oh, tears yeah, the, just the come out. You, the tears just come out of your eyes. You're like, this is so moving. It's, mm-hmm. it's a really special. That's room. awesome. Yeah, you, how could you not, right? Yeah. Uh, I wanted to uh, kind of make an observation and see what you guys think about this, if, if I'm, I'm correct in this, in listening to uh, your music, the, the album uh, Self Made Man, which I'm interested to see what uh, Blood Harmony is going to bring, the new album, which will be out November 11th. Uh, but there's there's a production to it that I couldn't quite put my finger on, and I, I listened to it again uh, a little more deep. And you guys combine some really traditional sounds, like there's a dobro on one of the songs. Um, you obviously play the lap steel, and you have this real traditional bluesy flavor to it. But it's layered with, and, and since I'm a drummer, I kind of focus in on the percussion, on like a real modern-sounding percussion sound. Like, um, there's a song, and I can't remember which one it was. It might be Ex-Con, I'm not sure, but um, where there's a dobro, but then there's this bass drum that's almost got, like, you'd hear it in a hip-hop song. It's like, mm-hmm. boo, boo. I'm like, that is a very uh, interesting uh, approach to take, a kind of a leap of faith that these two sounds will mix together. Um, was that a producer that did that with you guys, or was it? Do you have input on how that all comes together sound wise? Yeah, yeah. So we started our own record label in 2017 with the intent of giving ourselves as much creative freedom as possible, mm-hmm. and we started producing our records in 2017 as wow. well. Wow! So as sisters, so that's we, you guys. we're sort of our production team. And interestingly, on Self Made Man, I mean. You know, the creative process will always take you by surprise. So who's to say what's to come? Blood Harmony is a little bit different. Okay. But for, for self-made man, that's all program drums that I programmed. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Because it doesn't quite have the human feel. But yeah. we wanted to toy with some of the dichotomy of playing source music of America compiled with, like, the other genres. Because, like, we're, we're children of the 90s. Like, I think Toxic by Britney Spears is, like, one of the best pop tracks of all time. <laughs> yeah. If you can figure out how to, like, bring some of the some sort of a marriage of something fresh and authentic and new, then that's kind of our job. Also, I, we kind of wanted to play everything on the records. For, okay. For a little control there. freaky. All right. I, 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 I hear that. I noticed yeah. that, it, that, it was, that it was a, a machine a, a, or, you know, mm-hmm. sample drums or whatever, but I thought there was something cool about that approach, right. having this really roots other sound with this a little more, you know, this analog and digital sound kind of put together. It mixes really well. Oh, I'm so glad you think that. I mean, I'm I'm very proud of the records that we've made and, and the choices that we've made that brought us to the, you know, the table to be able to even make a record in that way. We're very lucky to have a supportive fan base that, that allows us to kind of run wild. It's great. I want to I want to talk about that notion of control freaks and 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 having you know your your imprint fully you not diluted by someone else i think it must be the toughest thing as a musician you know you hear about springsteen over the years and how many takes and how many you know almost like uh, stanley kubrick was known for taking 200 at a certain point you've got to learn to trust your own instincts how long did it take you guys to trust you both Mm. that's such a great question thank you yeah a few years yeah. yeah. And I think we're fortunate to have one another because we keep each other honest. Absolutely. And we've, we, 
you know, grew up in the same household. To right. be, share everything as one and i think to be able to work as a team that that's been hugely helpful and it, and it did take us a while you know I, I think all of us we want to put our best foot forward and we all do want to please one another and so like when you're in the studio and you have you know someone telling you hey this is the move you need to make right. it's very challenging to challenge someone so i think that that was why we decided ultimately to start our own label and to really bring it in-house to require ourselves to like dig deep in ourselves and find that confidence the Outlaw Music Festival is uh, tonight, by the way, Freedom Mortgage Pavilion, and we mentioned that Willie Nelson will be there, and it's a perfect segue into this thing that I'm going to do right now. WMMR and Preston and Steve bring you Casey's Big Adventure. On the road again. Let's check in with them now. All right, so I understand. Are they, they're not going to be able to hear. They don't have headphones on. Oh, that's uh, right. So yeah. we're going to have to give you headphones oh, because... We are now going live to just outside of Los Angeles. It's Casey's Big Adventure, and there's a friend of Larkin Poe, of Rebecca and Megan, that is there right now. Jackie Bam Bam is friends with him. So, guys, are you there? (laughs) Oh, my God. Don't yell. Casey, Casey, if you yell too loud, it cuts the microphone off. We can't hear anything. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. I've been sitting in this L.A. traffic pressing for like three hours, and we've been watching it. He's a little frustrated. Jackie, hold on. Jackie, you're on with Rebecca and Megan from Larkin Poe, bud. Uh, hi, girls. Hello, darling. I'm so happy. I'm so happy I'm here in Los Angeles, but I'm kind of bummed because we said next time we were going to be in Philly together, we were going to take all of our great listeners record shopping because you've been on my show, my Santa Tracker show, uh, a couple of times, <laughs> and uh, we, we promised each other we would go vinyl shopping. Your father collects vinyl, and mm-hmm. we had a big date. I'm kind of bummed, but I'm so glad I could speak to you through Zoom on the Preston Steve Show. Welcome to Philadelphia, and make Raphael, uh, Willie Nelson's a great, great harmonica player. That's that guy, you know, you always see playing harmonica. He's always helping Willie out, a great friend of mine. He says, it's a pleasure to have you girls on tour with him and now. He's such a legend. But yeah, Yeah. next time, we'll be back through and we love, we still got to make that happen. They're vinyl records. Let's go. We definitely do. And uh, you're out on there. How many guitars? I heard you mention you got a brand new Dobro or something. Uh, Bonnie Rate, you open the guitar case. I got to ask you, I know we spoke last time. You collect guitars, Dobro, steals. How many are taking out on this tour? It's got to be so hard to pick. It's very hard to pick. Because in my house, I think I've got well over 80 guitars. Oh Between geez. me and my husband, it's absurd. We have a problem. It's an issue. Wow. It's you, becoming a bit have, much. Have airlines lost a few? Do yes. I understand? Yeah. That's, that's why it's been oh. dicey. Like on, on these runs, actually, Jackie, we've been just trying to pair down and bring like the bare minimum it's gonna be heartbreaking yeah oh man it's tough yeah hey speaking of your husband tell tyler bryant i send my love too he's got the brand new ep out are you guys do you do anything on that with him (laughs) yeah i wrote a couple of the tunes with him and and sang some bgvs because it's it's all in our home studio Uh we we like to keep it in the family (laughs) (laughs) hey nick said yeah he saw you at the dave matthews band and uh i remember when we spoke and i always just smile 
You've been open, of course, a legend now with Willie, but so many artists. Billy Gibbons is easy top. I remember Bob Seger was retiring, mm -hmm. I guess, a couple of years ago. We spoke, and you did a leg or a couple dates on Bob Seger's final farewell tour. And, I mean, to put that on your resume as well, out of all these bands you've been playing with, who so far is the best that you shared the stage with? Ooh, oh, that's man. a tough one. question. <laughs> you trying to kick us some drama. Totally. I'm sorry. Naughty, <laughs> naughty. I no, I mean, I have to say, you mentioning Bob Seger, that was a big one for us because he found us on Facebook with wow. some of our videos, like our cover videos online, and invited us out on that tour. And it was our first time playing arenas. And so to, to like go across the U.S. playing arenas with Bob and getting to see oh. him do his thing every night, that was huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was huge. Was it Elton John that called you the Almond Brothers bands, Almond Brothers sisters? Or, or Dude, is you that, are making us look you? so good right now. <laughs> <laughs> we can't drop I'm these names. <laughs> what a hero. Let yeah. Jackie drop the names. You know? I know. Yeah. You don't have to. It's true, though. Yeah, Self Made Man, the album that you guys have been supporting us with, with Holy Ghost Fire. Thank you. Yeah. Mar, we love you guys. Oh. But he said that that was one of his favorite records of the year. Oh, my God. That's got to be On his podcast. Awesome. It yeah. came out of his mouth in, in Elton John's voice. Wow. Yeah, that's royalty. Just that's puddles. rock royalty. Puddles on the floor. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, it's not undeserved. I mean, it, it, um, it's it's Aww. the music is just fantastic. Jackie, I think you requested a song that they play, right? This, uh, this yes. morning, didn't you ask? There was, that you guys had told me there was a song yeah. that Jackie specifically wanted. Do you remember what it is, Jackie? Strike Gold. It's the the single that's coming down the pipeline. The bird. Yeah, he's the brand running. new one. I would love to hear it. Yeah, yes. so... And Are you dedicating that to me? <laughs> <laughs> Honey, yes. Because this is actually going to be our first time ever playing this song for anybody outside of our team and our family. Oh! This is a this is a world debut. Uh, world debut, and I have a lyric sheet down here because I don't trust myself not to get nervous. <laughs> and we're going to sign it and leave it just for you, Jimmy. Uh. With love and hugs I'm and kisses. I'm hugging you out here in L.A. Yeah. And Jackie, if you want to see it, it'll be framed to Preston's house. All right. I'm... <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm going to bring the audio down on the fellas because we want to catch uh, all every bit of this live on the air. So, uh, what's the, the name of the the song again, Megan? This is Strike Gold. Strike Gold. I called you Megan. This is Rebecca. All right. Strike. We answer to both. I'm sure it's eight. Steve and I get the same thing all the time. All right. So this is brand new from Larkin Poe on MMR. Here we go. One, two, one, two, three. Hey.
come out eventually uh, from Larkin Poe is called Strike Gold and you can tell that it's kind of new because you guys are smiling at each other all the time <laughs> while you were playing that song. And listen, one sour note in a song is fantastic, by the way. At the very end. Racing, right? Gives it a little bit of love, I think, personally. Did you have to use the sheet? I did. You did? <laughs> I, did. I was watching you the whole time. Oh, thank you. I was trying to be very subtle. You were. <laughs> like, work it into the dance moves. I couldn't even tell. Don't you guys, don't you, don't you wish you could sing yes. like that? You know what? I mean, well, like I mean Kathy, go ahead and sing. Get yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> Kathy's got a full quarter octave. Um, Listen, I was I was in fourth grade and I didn't make the special chorus. My mom called the school and they were like, "Okay, okay, we'll put her in it." I got to school the next day. They didn't put me in it. <laughs> the school had moved. They were like, "Oh God, what do we do with her?" Uh, no, it, it's, it's actually a joy to be able to, um, you know. Uh, I don't want to see how the how the sausage is made. I, like I wouldn't. <laughs> I, 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 I want. I just want to enjoy because this this oh. sound in particular is just such a cool, real, visceral sound. And that you know, the, the new song is is great. And, and so to be able to appreciate, just see you guys also in a very sisterly way, smiling at each other. It's wonderful. So well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you, guys. Rebecca. Your voice is incredible. Oh, uh, it's cheers. just uh, watching you do it so flawlessly is amazing. Uh, Megan, do you do you take the lead? on anything vocally? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when we started the band in 2010, we had like the Ring of Fire, two sisters enter, one must leave the lead singer. <laughs> she either of us she wanted pulled. to be the lead singer. You did. You pulled the, the big sister car because she's older than me by about two years and she's like, this is on you. You're doing, you're doing this. Wow. That, that comes though with all the, uh, the and it's, you know, it's a heavy weight, uh, voice maintaining and all of that stuff and everything and, and, and dodging bullets and avoiding colds and I mean, that's that's another instrument you're well, bringing to the show every 
night. I, to quote my my rock idol, Neil Peart, drummer of Rush, he said, the drummer's got the hardest job in the band. The singer has the worst job in the band. <laughs> Meaning that mm-hmm. it's just, it it's your, um, you know, your, your throat is your, is your instrument. And it's a very temperamental instrument. It's true. And in fact, you had, uh, I think you had sinus surgery not I that long did. ago, right? Damn, y'all did your research. <laughs> yeah. And and that was, uh, was it causing you some vocal issues? So over the years, I've had to establish really good hygiene and like, like basically in between shows, I don't talk. Typically I'm drinking water. I'm not going out and partying because my voice, like I know like Lizzie Hale from Hailstorm, for instance, she can shred every night. Yeah. And, and like nothing slows her down, but I, I have a bit more temperamental of an instrument. And and I was having a lot of issues getting sick out on the road. And so I did have a surgery earlier this year, and it has made a huge difference. Septoplasty to fix my hmm. silly nose. Were you I, nervous, though, that it was going to change your voice? You, yeah, you had to I'm be. Sure. Yeah. And I went to Vanderbilt in Nashville. They have like a, vo- a vocal clinic specifically for singers. Obviously, with Music City USA, and I felt confident going in there with them. And they they said, "Hey, like it's you know a fraction of a percentage of people who see a tonal difference." So right, I felt better. But. I'm supposed to get. I, I tried to. Get, I was going to get it in the scheduling. It didn't happen. Some kind of a sinus surgery, and I was wondering about the recovery uh, from it. Is it, it's not fun? Is I it? Mean, it's it's not fun, but yeah. it's bearable. It okay. really is. It All right. Is. He and I had actually scheduled our because I have a thing <laughs> called achalasia, and I yeah. had the concern about. Uh, about again getting going down in the throat mm-hmm. and a, a great doctors over at Penn here and and so when they originally proposed it to me you know the, it had been done just a couple times I'm like I, I mean this is that's your money maker. that's, that's, that's it then after they told me they'd done a voiceover artist and an opera singer I'm like okay we can do this now <laughs> uh, and uh, but he uh, he had to miss out on it because of some weird insurance yeah oh, it said, they said like two days before they're like yeah, we're not gonna pay for it I'm like I, what I planned this like <laughs> ten months ago and it's we nice took man. vacation but for it. The worry of your throat, of, of yeah. all of that. And I'm going to say this because um, Dr. Mike Sorigliano is our doctor here. And yep. he has me and has had me using over the years Neomed Sinus Rinse. Amen. Do you use it? Yes, it sir. is a home <laughs> Game changer. And it... <laughs> Keeping Bonded. you from getting a cold as, totally. as well. Oh, yeah, from nasal it, it, really, <laughs> it is awesome. It really it is. is. Yeah. I think my band and like everyone in my band gets annoyed at me because I'm like, have you have you picked it up yet? <laughs> it means it's time. <laughs> it does change your life. You're very smart. We need yeah. distilled water now. It's distilled water. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so amazing that you know Steve bonds over the Neil Med. Jackie's bonding over the harmonica player for Willie Nelson. Like, it's just. That, but that's what we do. You know, we make connections this way. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting all their poetic uh, references yes. incorrect. Yes. Yeah. We're bonding over that. Yes, it's remaining inconsistently incorrect. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's all valid. Yeah. Uh, well, we are so delighted you guys had the time to come by here this morning. We're huge, huge fans. And uh, we know you guys are destined for even bigger oh. things. Absolutely. Uh, when the new album comes out November 11th, we'll make sure everyone is aware of that. Uh, uh, Blood Harmony. I'm sure Jackie will, uh, will you know, get you on a Santa tracker just in time for that again. Uh, and all that. But, uh, no, we're happy you guys came by here this We morning. love y'all. Thank mm-hmm. you so much for, for being who you are on air. It's refreshing. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Uh, Rebecca and Megan Lovell yeah. with Larkin Paul on the Preston and Steve show. And they're playing tonight at the Outlaw Music Festival Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. We're going to take a break, all right? And then we're going to come back and check back in with the fellas and see how close they are to hitting their destination. We will return. In just a moment, stay with us. WMMR. Let's win some money. 
93.3 WMMR presents Yoo-Hoo Your shot to win $1,000 cash five times a day. Weekdays at 8 a.m., 10 and noon. Then 3 and 5 p.m. Listen to Yoo-Hoo Loot Sounder and get the keyword. Text it to 45911 or enter it on our website or the new MMR app. See official rules and details at WMMR.com. We're putting a grand in your hand with MMR's Yoo-Hoo Loot. Sponsored by Horizon Services Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Book online at horizoneasybook.com. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I hope you got a great night's sleep last night. If not... All right, we're going to do a few things in this segment. Uh, we're going to try to get to the Bizarre File and the Yoo-Hoo Loot and this... WMMR with another Casey's Big Adventure check-in on the Preston and Steve Show. We are now going live to Los Angeles, California and to see what the latest update is with Casey and Jackie and Kyle. Uh, Case, are you on the line? Yo, Yo guys. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Where, where are you? Well... Damn it! I, I was hoping I had a couple more minutes uh, for you guys to come to me because I had to pee so bad. <laughs> uh, we just got out of the car, okay. And I was hoping I was hoping to start this break with my feet right over there. Oh my God! Look how close they are yeah! in the Pacific Ocean. He's pointing yeah! to it. But I. Uh, I, I, how do we get over there? <laughs> they can't get oh, over it. They can't figure out how to get there. Oh, that's right. Okay. Dude, there's okay. a stretch no, of the there's, PCH there's that, like, bisects Santa Monica, and you have to, there are a few footbridges, oh. including the Santa Monica Pier, but you can't walk over the road in that stretch. <laughs> so they can see it, but they're not there. Oh, my God. Can we do the bizarre file? This and is how we roll. Again? This is how we roll. No. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see from the map. You're you're right there, obviously, and I'm, I'm I can't see a way to breach. Casey, this. is there any foreseeable way that uh, that you can notice? Uh, any foreseeable way I can what? That that you can get to the beach. <laughs> yes, yeah, I, I think I saw a footbridge. It sounds like you're inside. Uh, he's in now. someone's apartment now. Right now. He's going to the bathroom. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you're taking okay. a leak. You could. You I can't wait. Literally going to the bathroom oh as oh we speak god. right now. Hold, uh, hold it down I, so I we can help myself. So we can hear you pee. Yeah, let's hear, we'll and, hear you. and see your unit. Oh, okay. Hang on. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Live and local. <laughs> You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so not. Don't quite get pee shy. Here. Right. Nah. Alright. Okay. What are we looking I'm at? Sorry. Oh, Casey. Oh, hairy arm. Can you can you poop? I. <laughs> No, there's somebody using the toilet right All now. Right. Okay. All right. But I could. I mean, I literally, I could. I, I could. I bet you the really big shows could do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, once we make it to like market two or market three, maybe I'll be able to do that. But, mm-hmm. um, okay. Sorry, guys. Right. Uh, <laughs> that was unavoidable. We, you had to do that. You're only human. Oh, dear. I can listen. Uh, Nick, yeah. I, I know you warned me, but uh, I. <laughs> I am so blown away with how horrendous the traffic in L.A. is at 5 o'clock in the morning. Like, 
Well, I, yeah, the thing the thing about Los Angeles that, that if people don't know or if they haven't been there is that it it stretches so far east. I mean, like it, the city itself ends at a certain point where L.A. County ends or whatever. But like the number of people, the number of roads, you take the 10 east, uh, you know, from the east into the west and the traffic starts building up like out in San Bernardino. And it's just it's remarkable. And so I was hoping that if you guys got an early enough start from Palm Springs that maybe you could avoid some of it. But in L.A., it's almost unavoidable. But that's how bad it is. Yeah, so I had been, you know, monitoring how long it was going to take for a few days now. Like every morning I woke up, like I would I would um, punch in the coordinates from, you know, Palm Springs to to where I'm at right now. Right. And um, and every every single morning, two hours and six minutes, two hours and six minutes. So I was like, we're golden. Right. Um, but, you know, there was a, there was like an accident on on uh, Route 10 oh, and. Man. I don't, and then just like regular con- just congestion, I was like, and as soon as we like got on to ten, uh, I was like, wow, there's a lot of cars on the road at four o'clock. Casey, you, you mentioned uh, punching in the coordinates of where you are now. Where are you now? Where did it take you to? Okay, so uh, right over here, yep, uh, is Santa Monica Pier. Okay, so you're in Santa Monica. In Santa Monica, yeah. And as a matter of fact, press, I um. I did find a little footbridge that goes over. Is this Route One here, Nick? That's uh, the PCH, yeah, uh, Pacific Coast Highway yeah. that goes up from uh, you know runs the entire US uh, One. They call that, yeah, yeah PCH US oh One. God. And so um, it, there are a few footbridges or a few tunnels, and then there's the uh, the Santa Monica Pier itself. But from the p- pier, it's actually a little difficult to get to the beach. So now you guys are working your way <laughs> down to the sand. They're in a canyon. The beach. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Here's the PCH guys. Yeah, All right, they're walking across wow. it. Yeah. All right. So, how far would you judge that the uh, the water is away from you guys, Case? Oh, uh, maybe two football fields. Oh, All right, that's not far. Uh, just a standard Wildwood Beach is what that is. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, and when you get there, the, this goal the whole time has been to leave our show on Monday. And arrive at the Pacific Ocean and put your feet in the ocean. And we are just a just a tiny bit away from that actually happening. It is going to happen unless something between now and 100 yards takes place. Right, right. We should be able to achieve this goal that we set forth for these guys. And Casey's dream, by the way. Absolutely. To drive across the country to do a uh, transcontinental uh, would that be correct? No, that's between continents. Yes, right? to drive across the ocean. To drive across the ocean yeah, to, right to Africa. Oh, What's really? What did he say? Yeah. There's a homeless guy yelling at me right now. I'm just pretending like I can't hear him. Yeah. So, uh, that's usually he, he more of a Venice Beach type thing. You, but. Something, something, you effing pig. I heard him yell. <laughs> okay. Ah, okay. All right. Well, that's, that's basically welcome to California. Yeah. Oh, no, he's yelling at the police officer. Sorry, Ah, okay. I think that's Gummy from Fletch. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Guys, I'm uh, I'm on sand right now, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Taking your shoes off. And uh, is Jackie uh, putting in his uh, turn-of-the-century swimsuit now? With the uh, stripes. Jackie's got his chucks on. He does, yeah. I thought he would have taken his shoes off, but that's okay. Is it chilly there, Case? Um, Yeah, you know what? The sand is is really cold. Um, and the water is as well. Yeah, I think the water is going to be a little freezing. But uh, uh, air, air, air temperature wise, I don't know. I feel. Oh, you know what? I can tell you. If you look at my watch. <laughs> it's sixty three degrees. All right. Wow, that's pretty chilly. Uh, well, like here this morning. Same right? here. Yeah. 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 But man, 
this was the goal. This is this is what we set out to do. Yep. Uh, when we when I ran over the curb in the parking lot at seven thirty on Monday morning. But you know, you made you made excellent time today when you stop and think about it. Most of the the goals that you've hit were uh, you know closer to eleven the past couple of days, and and we're just shy of of uh, ten right now. So you're doing great. Yeah. You know what? Here, Steve. I um I had anticipated or hoped to be where I'm going to be. 25 minutes ago. That was my oh, goal. All right. Was, uh, was, uh, so 9.30 Philly time was to be ankles deep in the Pacific. But So that's not bad. That's no, not bad at all. It's not. Hey, can, yeah. you, can you turn the camera around just a little bit to see the ocean? See where you are? There you go. Wow. All right. It's You're a beautiful morning in L.A., man. That's so nice. I'm glad you guys got great weather. You, really, across the country, you got pretty good weather the whole damn time. A little bit of rain in Ohio or something, I think you said, but most of the rest no, of the time has been about, nice. yeah. You might, essentially, yeah. yeah, okay. You might catch an early Hasselhoff jog along the beach because of the, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that's this, a, uh, this is uh, not like the Jersey Shore at all, man. How so? I mean, you see those Location. Mountains? Oh, yeah, the mountains, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you get a you get a bit of a view, most definitely, when you're uh, on it's, the beach. It's wild to watch this. Los Angeles. So, uh, what do you got, about another 100 yards? Dude, yeah, I like I said, two football fields, but uh, it looks my fun. eyes must have been deceiving. Yeah. <laughs> it's insanely wide beach. Yeah, Preston, and my, and my feet are so cold now from this cold. <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Come on, man, you're almost Bam there, Bam. and we've said that many times. What's that case? You were talking to Bam Bam. He just took his yeah, shoes off. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Take how the, you uh, how you feeling, Jackie? I took your advice. I took my brand new chucks off. There was no way I was getting sand in my brand new chucks. Yeah, we, yeah you took them that. off halfway across the beach, but you, yeah, you took them off. Yeah. Uh, the so, sand, Jackie, uh, really, how does it feel? How does cold? What's that? I, I was going to ask you how it feels to be coming to the end of this uh, drive across the country right now. Uh, my heart is just, you know, what are they saying, Doctor Seuss? It's grown three times. I, uh. I'm so honored to be a part of Casey Boy's dream and. uh I've seen places that, and the Willie Nelson song says, I'll probably never see again. I love it. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Donner was great. That's fantastic. Good. Yeah, you guys have had a really good time, and we're we were hoping for something like that. But you never know what can happen along the way. We weren't sure if you guys would be at each other's throats or anything like that. But it's been a love fest, hasn't it? I can't believe it. Everyone's like, did you get in any arguments, any fights? No, man. We're like, this should be a TV reality series. It's amazing. <laughs> hey, remember, it's funny, tell um, Tell Kyle, as you guys are getting, because he's getting video, as you guys are stepping up to the ocean, tell him I said wide angle, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> but look behind these guys. The sun's rising. The yeah. sun is coming up over the I mean, the, the timing. I know Casey said he wanted to get there a little earlier. The timing of this couldn't be better because the sun yeah. is coming up as they're walking into the Pacific Ocean. It's picture perfect. Really Make is. sure you're watching on uh, YouTube our streaming because we are doing this live. All right. They're getting really, really close yeah, now. They're probably uh, 30, 40 yards away. Maybe Could less than that. Roll that porpoise back into the water there, Case. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Bam, bam, put the shoes. You put your. We're here, here, buddy. Here we go. So here. All right. Bam, wow. bam, bam, holding hands. No, hold hands. Don't. <laughs> I don't. Hold hands. You oh can God. skip. I'm not. Skipping. Now they're fighting. <laughs> <laughs> they made it this All far. right, guys. About ten yards away. Wow. From reaching our destination. Here we are. Point down if you can. Three. Two. One, here we are. Yeah. And they did it? Yeah! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it has happened. They are at the end. 
this journey that has taken five days oh and gone how many thousands of miles, Steve? A total, it's over 2,000 miles as they drove from Bella, one Bella Plaza, all the way to Santa Monica, California, and they are now in the water. It's calculating. Casey, how does it feel? Uh, you know what? It feels wonderful. Guys, thank you so much for this opportunity. What a, This would have been an amazing thing to, to do back in June, but, uh, you know, uh, having been able to help be uh, part of the planning process, and uh, this has just been really, really great. And I'm, like, really, really touched that you guys were doing this and surprising me. Um, and that, what? What do you point? Jackie Bam Bam. He's such a clown. Uh, there it is. It's actually a lot warmer than I thought it was going to be. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I would say the water's at least in the 60, 70 degree range, maybe even warmer. Mm-hmm. I'll, have, I'll have to check. The water's warmer than the, the sand. That's, right. that's usually not the case, yeah, so good yeah. for you. Everything wow. is worked well. Even the, even the Pacific Ocean warmed up to greet you. So that's fantastic. Right. How many? It yeah. looks like there's maybe three people on this huge stretch of beach besides you guys. Yeah, I mean, you got to figure it's it's seven o'clock in the morning here, so you got a guy over here trying to get some. Um, you know, he's got the metal detector out here. Can we sleep on this beach? Can we sleep on this beach? You want to go to sleep on the beach? Okay. (laughs) Stay next to Jack. That's a great shot of you, Casey. We can see the Santa Monica Pier in the background. It looks uh, beautiful. Uh, So that's the the famous pier. Has a Lost Boys kind of vibe to it, Case. It's beautiful. Yeah. Michael, Michael, <laughs> Mikey. Right. Well, listen, you guys did it. We're very proud of you. It and you know awesome. what? Now you can relax and uh, take it easy. And uh, you get to at least get today and most of tomorrow to enjoy while you're in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. So we're definitely going to kick back a little bit. Maybe we'll check in with a couple of the uh, you know, the uh, the guys and the rest of the, um, who's, who do we got? Like Brent Porsche, yes. Max and Sarah, those right. guys. But uh, I'm a little nervous to go past the screaming homeless man. <laughs> <laughs> so go, go a little party. Go try to take a big loop yeah, around. Sweat around, around if you can. Preston, 2,405 yeah. miles. 2,405 miles. And that's $200,405 from Subaru that's yeah. going to be donated to the Camp Alpha oh. Hunter, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Subaru, for uh, giving us the vehicle, and uh, we thank Marriott for giving uh, these guys places to stay, and thanking Duncan for the food and the coffee along the way. It's been fantastic. I have to cut this off now, guys, because it's uh, we got to do our YooHoo loot. It's time for that, so we're going to do it. And we'll we'll check in with you before the show's over. Okay, congratulations. Right, They made it. Unbelievable. All right, we got to do this right now, friends. Here we go. Here it is. MMRs. Yoo-hoo loot. Now, listen up. Here's your keyword. All right, the word is bank. B-A-N-K. You're going to have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. Three ways for you to do that. Uh, you can text it, the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or you can enter it via the MMR app at w- or at WMMR.com. One random entry wins $1,000 in our company-wide contest, and each winner gets called call from Beasley. So make sure that you do answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com. And it's sponsored by Horizon Services. Five chances to win each and every day, but right now, your opportunity to do it 
You got 15 minutes, a little less than that, actually. The word is bank, B-A-N-K. Come and get it, my friend. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you by Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers, focused on being the best at one thing and getting it right every time. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. Coming soon to Fairless Hills in the court at Oxford Valley. One love. Well, a surgery-addicted social media star with some of the largest body modifications in the world may be forced to use a mobility scooter for the rest of her life, Mary Magdalene. Who boasts the world's fattest vagina All right. and has extreme butt and breast implants revealed this week that she could soon be wheelchair-bound. She said, my boobs are so heavy, I want to buy a mobility scooter. How? You know what? Who would have thought that all of this work would have ended poorly? She said, I am in pain when I walk, but I think people will think I'm trying to get attention and being insensitive. The last thing she wants to do is appear as if she wants attention. Uh, She admitted that she never requests wheelchairs at the airport out of shame, even though she's left with excruciating pain from having to walk long distances through the terminal. The OnlyFans model has forked out... Uh, more than $100,000 on plastic surgery over the years. Her breast implants weigh around 10 kilograms combined. And her featured expanders, which uh, allow her to fill... It, it has featured expanders, which allows her to fill them with saline whenever she wants via a needle and port in the implant. Can you effing believe that? She also has a budget uh, has budget butt implants, which she had done in Colombia and has had three separate Brazilian butt lifts on top of that, along with illegal under-the-table silicone injections, which... And doctors refused to perform any further procedures on her. The illegal injections eventually landed her in the emergency room after she after they started to rot and almost killed her. Mm. The heavily tattooed model. It all seems worth it. Had her first procedure done at the age of 21 when she was working as a stripper and an escort. And over the years, her surgeries have included a brow lift, fat transfers, multiple nose and boob jobs, veneers, liposuction, chin lipo, porcelain veneers, and more. Earlier this year, she had her fourth nose job and cat eye surgery. Oh, and she's also had LASIK. And she also, she's a, uh, almost died during an operation in Columbia to enlarge her vagina. She said, I had to get two blood transfusions. The doctor said I was losing so much blood and blood and turning very pale. He thought that I was going to die. Uh, and she explained the podcast procedure uh, saying that she wanted her nether regions to look inflated so she could have the world's fattest vagina. Vagina. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Vagina. The next thing is about her mouth, and that's where I got the M from. In April, she revealed that multiple procedures on her lips had left her unable to close her mouth. But her vagina can stay wide open. Absolutely. If she wants to. She can use it as a carport. And uh, she said, I got my lip lift, so my mouth was always open. Why? Because it looks a lot sluttier and hotter. Uh, And she admitted that she wants to look like a bimbo. So when you close her vagina, her mouth opens up. I think that's how it works. Doesn't, won't she drool if her mouth is always open? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Might as well to complete the absolute disgusting <laughs> image. It's honestly, it's 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 terrifying the way she looks. Yep. And she was actually really pretty before all she this happened. She was. Yeah. It's really strange. A 12 year old student was arrested after he sprayed a fire extinguisher inside a school bus. Uh, deputy said the student who attends West Pasco Education Academy in Florida. Uh, opened up or uh, opened the back door of a moving school bus. Oh man! Yeah, which triggered an alarm to sound. And when the bus driver pulled over to address the alarm, listen to this: the student grabbed the fire extinguisher 
on board the bus and then began to spray it everywhere. You delightful scamp. A uh, video taken by another driver shows a boy grabbing the fire extinguisher from the hood of the parked bus and spraying it at a woman who was scolding him. Deputy said the school bus was forced to stop its student drop-off route for the day. The student was later arrested for disruption of a school function and for theft of a fire extinguisher. Jesus. An alligator found in the middle of a Texas road was so large that authorities ended up getting help from a tow truck to lift the reptile into the bed of a pickup truck. That's how big this thing was. Officers responded to a neighborhood on Monday morning after a 12-foot alligator was spotted wandering in the area. Officers arrived. They found a large gator occupying the middle of the road. A big bone. A specialist wrangler responded to the scene with a pickup truck and was able to capture and restrain the gator. Uh, But the police ended up soliciting the help of a tow truck to lift it into the back of it because it was so large. Insane. Police said the gator was turned over to local animal control officials. Look at this thing, Up on the screen here. Oh, my God, it's huge. He's a little pudgy. All right, and then uh, one last story, and we will wrap it up. Let's go. Yeah, let's go with this. I I like this. In Australia... Adventurers are traveling in search of a hidden waterfall pool that went viral on social media. However, some locals are warning people about an unseen danger lurking in the waters of the picturesque spot. Uh, it's called Woi Woi Waterfall Pool. It lies within the Brisbane Water National Park north of Sydney. Numerous videos and photos of people enjoying the beautiful pool nicknamed the bathtub can be found online. However, some locals have warned that the water in man-made in this man-made swimming pool is not as clean as swimmers might assume. Mm-hmm. One person said the water comes from a trash disposal oh. nearby. Get what? out. Be careful putting your head underwater. Oh, Another said when you realize that's a sewage outlet. Oh. Mm. It's a nice spot but don't swim in it after it rains as it's linked to runoff and has a lot of fecal coliforms that's in it. So it's like uh, it's like the vacation movie. Yeah. Where they were bathing in raw sewage. A waste management facility that shares waterways with the Waiwai Falls is understood to be located just kilometers away. So uh, you may not want to go swim in the poop falls. And that is what I have in the bizarre file. All right. So you've got about five minutes left to enter the word bank. That is our keyword for you who loot. So the word again is bank. B-A-N-K. Make sure you that enter that now. I'm going to give away our last $50 gift card as we take a break. Uh, for sports and social at Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia. They brought great food this morning. Classic really? cheeseburger sliders. And they brought uh, barbecued pork sliders. And it comes with all this really great stuff loaded on it. The the nacho bar, the wings, they are fantastic. So we'll take call number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. And don't miss the uh, Jeremiah Trotter meet and greet. Huh. Which is going to be this Sunday at Sports and Social in Live. Uh, there's going to be autographs, photos with Jeremiah from uh, 12.30 to 1.30. So that is this Sunday at Sports and Social Live at Live Casino Philadelphia. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second, and we'll do the trash music news, lesson question, that stuff up next. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Podcasts? Oh, yeah. MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve Full Show Podcasts, plus the MM Archives Podcast and more. Click Podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show Podcast. we got to bring back the Kathy ending. Yeah, I love oh, that. Like, Hi. Oh, right, yeah. Hi. 
But I need Casey here to uh, to trigger that for us. So, uh, speaking of Casey, uh, we just had the goal of reaching the Pacific Ocean, and uh, they they did what they said that they were going to do. <laughs> and they are back. Well, they're uh, they're they're not back from anywhere, but they're they're uh, they're resting for a moment. They're they're they got out of the car for a little bit. Maybe we'll touch base with them in a little while. So, some people were texting in if they uh, didn't hear that earlier in the week. Uh, the guys are dropping the Subaru off at a Subaru yeah. dealership near LAX, and they're going to do that tomorrow. They're going to have the Subaru for the day, the ascent. Um, but uh, Matt Ritter and everybody at Subaru were so great in accommodating and helping us make this happen. And then uh, Jackie and Casey are going to be flying home from LAX to Philly tomorrow. Uh, Kyle actually has to fly back tonight. I think he has a gig this weekend. Oh man. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So Kyle's, I think Kyle's taking the red eye home this evening, um, and then. Uh, but the guys are going to drop the Subaru off at a, a dealership in LA uh, at some point tomorrow. It's fantastic. Obviously, when he's back in studio next week, we'll, we'll sort of um, you know recap and, and uh, just breathe it all in. But I am I am stunned at how well it ran, exceeding expectations. Even today with the traffic out there, like that they're they, they got made there, it. they yeah. made it. Yep, and uh, I, I love this uh, text that I got. Uh, that says uh, the campout is unique, but for my money, this is one of the best weeks of radio I've ever heard anywhere. Uh, I agree. They I, said I. We were not like I'm not even there, but looking at the car with the disco light, and I texted Casey. I was like, I'm having so much fun, and I'm not even there. Yeah, I know. I know. and in a way, I, I, I kind of like this way better because you know, there's a lot. Sitting in a car for that long, I don't care, and the, the guys are getting along great, and that's terrific, but it, it, it will suck the life out of you. Uh, there's another text that says, uh, Casey's Big Adventure was excellent. Should be an annual event. Different members of the Preston and Steve show each year. Different combinations of us. <laughs> right. You and Casey great. next year, Kath? Oh, no, okay. Ka- Kathy and Gary Lauer. <laughs> Kathy and Gary Lauer. All right, we're going to do today's lesson question, and as a prize, we are going to give away a four-pack of tickets. They're WW Extreme Rules tickets at the Wells Fargo Center on Saturday, October 8th. And let's see, what are we going to go with here? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't look at these ahead of time, and I sure I'd have. Uh, which detective helped news anchor Tom Jones in the urinating off a balcony case in Atlanta, Georgia? <laughs> you think somebody will get this? Yeah. All right. Which detective helped news anchor Tom Jones in the urinating off a balcony case in Atlanta, Georgia? That was around 8.08 that uh, this was uttered. Let's see if you know the answer to that. 215-263-WMMR. It's a detective's name that we're looking for. And you had to have been listening. I'll guess that there have never actually been a detective (laughs) named this ever in the history of mankind. Probably not. All right. Let's do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by uh, Modia Opioid Use Disorder. If your loved one is living with opioid use disorder, uh, consider a clinical research study and you can learn more at Modia, O-U-D, study.com. That's M-O-D-I-A, O-U-D, study.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, lip reader Jackie Press revealing what she believes Prince William said to Prince Harry during a moment at the Queen's funeral on Monday. Uh. Press says she's certain William turned to Harry and said the words, D's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a stretch. Mama June Shannon is in the hospital after a recent health scare on Wednesday. Apparently, Shannon is is in such horrendous shape that doctors at the hospital declared her clinically dead while she was walking in. Wow. So that's bad. 
And finally, a 2009 interview with Maroon 5 singer Adam Levine has surfaced. And in this, he says he always cheats and can't stay monogamous. Levine says that was true for him in 2009, but not since getting married because now... He always cheats and can't stay monogamous. (laughs) That's your Hollywood All right, thank you, Steve. We'll see if we do indeed have someone who knows the answer to this question. It is, what is the name of the detective that uh, news anchor Tom Jones got help from in the urinating off the balcony case in Atlanta, Georgia? We will go to Nick and see if we can get the correct answer. Hey, Nick, good morning. Good morning, Ed, everybody. Good morning, Ed. All right, so, Nick, who was the detective? I believe it was Engelbert Humperdinck. Yes! Engelbert Humperdinck. Humperdinck, Humperdinck, Humperdinck. (laughs) Hang on, Nick, we're going to set you up with a four-pack of tickets for WWE Extreme Rules at Wells Fargo Center on Saturday, October 8th. Tickets are on sale now at wellsfargocenterphilly.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it's brought to you by Apple TV+. Plus. The greatest beer run ever is in theaters and streaming on Apple TV+. Plus September 30th, apple.com slash the greatest beer run ever. All right, we're going to start with this. Uh, I'm interested to hear this. It comes out today. The Red Hot Chili Peppers has a new tribute song to Eddie Van Halen titled Eddie. Uh, Ultimate Classic Rock transcribed some of the song's lyrics featured on the Twitter release of the track, tease of the track, uh, which include the lines, Sailing the Sunset Strip, I'm a bit of a king. Granny would take a trip, I'll be bending the strings. Got hammers in both my hands, such a delight to touch. They say I'm from Amsterdam, does that make me Dutch? Eddie's going to be featured on the band's upcoming double album, Return of the Dream Canteen, which will be dropping on October 14th, by the way. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Queens of the Stone Age will re-release three of its albums, including their self-titled 1998 debut, uh, 2013's Like Clockwork, and 2017's Villains. Uh, the debut album will be released on vinyl on October 21st, and the later work will follow on December 9th. Quick bit of information about Godsmack. Uh, they have released a 12-second teaser for the forthcoming single that they have called Surrender. Just came out yesterday. The new track won't be out till September 28th, so you can do a quick search on that and get the tease. And then finally, this sounds pretty cool, man. Now streaming on Paramount Plus is The Day the Music Died, The Story of Don McLean's American Pie. The film, which was directed by Mark Mormon and produced by and spearheaded by music veteran Spencer Proffer, features McLean throughout the film discussing both his artistic journey and the creation and life of the famed rock standard. On January 15, 1972, American Pie topped the Billboard Hot 100 chart for the first week of its month-long run. The song is the origin term of the day the music died about the February 1959 plane crash that killed Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and J.P. the Big Bopper Richardson, but that's only a small part of what it's about. Appearing in the film are Brian Wilson, Garth Brooks, Weird Al Yankovic, bassist Rob Stoner, and actor Peter Gallagher, who voices the children's book called Don McLean's American Pie, A Fable. Hmm. And one of the more memorable moments of the film, Richie Valen's sister, Irma, meets with Don McLean prior to his performance at Clear Lake, Iowa's surf ballroom, while playing tribute to her brother, uh, Buddy Holly and the Big Bopper, 
at the last venue that they performed in before the tragic plane crash. Yeah, I saw the uh, and the, the teaser uh, trailers running on the screen here in the studio, and it looks it looks really good. Uh, I remember when the song first came out. You know, they were playing it obviously in this radio friendly version, the much short, shorter version, but. Um, you had a that was a staggering out of the gate hit for Don McLean, mm-hmm. and then he had um, what is it? Uh, the Vincent was the uh, other song. Yes, uh, two huge hits. But I mean, it took a while before I heard it in its full length. Uh, yeah, and it encompasses a lot. There's a lot of symbolism in that yeah, uh, yeah. song, and so that's why this. Uh, uh, film or where, where, where they did this to uh, break that stuff down. The Day the Music Died also spotlights how American Pie uh, has crossed on not only musical genres but entire cultures with session footage of Mafio recording a new Spanish slash English version of American Pie. So that's on Paramount Plus. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there you go. That is what I have in music news for you at this moment in time. All right, so we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. We get to wrap everything up when we return. We'll check in with the guys one more time unless they have fallen asleep or something like that, which I would not doubt it if they did. They're probably on the beach and a homeless guy's playing with their feet. It might be happening as we speak. So we'll come back in a second. Stay with us, my friend. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 1035. And we're getting right back into things. We're going to get our letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. We're going to give away that Word of the Week prize in just a moment or so. And um, we also have to check in with the guys one more time real quick. And then, Marissa, I want the intro, please. So uh, I got this uh, email. It's a quick chart out, if you don't mind. Absolutely. This is from uh, Brian uh, Andrioli. And he wanted to reach out to me because this Sunday he says he is uh, playing in the, uh, he's doing a golf for Special Olympics for Camden County, South Jersey. Ah. Playing at uh, Latona County Club in Buena Vista Township. And he's playing with his uh, dad, Tony, who is his partner, and his friends, uh, Joey Mites and Kim Call, and his golf coach, Ed. And wanted us to wish him good luck and give him a shard out. So here you go. There's your shard out, Brian. Hit him straight. Hit him long. And uh, have a great round today. It's windy. Or no, you're on Saturday. You should be good weather-wise for that. All right. So we have one more time on our show to do this, friends. It's time to check in on Casey's Big Adventure on the President Steve Show on MMR. Maybe not. Uh, apparently, they're not there right now. So, okay. Uh, I thought we were going to go to them one more time. Casey, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can yeah. You hear me? Yes, yeah. we can. What? All right. This Shut is going to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll just let you guys take it from here. Uh, no, uh, Ty doesn't realize that we're live on the air right now. You just, you just <laughs> oh, did I curse? Yes. Oh, oh, God. Oh, no. We didn't hear oh, it. The whole empire crumbles. <laughs> well, explain where you are. I'm in, hello. Well, Preston looks like he's about to take a nap. We have to get so close to the camera. Preston, hello. Hi, Todd. We're in Glass's house. Hey, hey, there it is. There it is. 
mean, you know, why don't we throw it off here a little bit? Hold on. Is this your bedroom or the studio? I can't tell what's going on. <laughs> That's a nice setup, Todd. Todd, I see you, you'll you do your musings. You look out that window behind you, and then you interview yeah. the chair. Uh, all of that stuff. Yes, I'm very familiar with this. That's a very uh, solid setup. Thank you. And look at this. He oh, keeps yeah. cursing. Sorry, 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 sorry. I'll remember now. <laughs> Preston, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have a boot on my foot, and I hopped out here to turn this up. I was ready. He goes, oh, we'll be here at 7. So I woke up at 6. I was, like, excited like it was Christmas. And um, and I got and I hopped back here, and uh, and I'm here. I even played him in with music. Can we show them? Do it. We can't. Here's the deal, and I feel even worse right now because Preston's got to go. He's He's got to, an appointment that he's got to go oh, to. Oh, I totally understand. I'm glad that you guys stopped by. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> how, how are you? Well, t- quickly, Todd, how did you injure yourself? Oh, should I use this? Yeah. yeah. yeah okay, so um, microphone. I, I, it's not a good story. I uh, I thought I honestly ran over like a Bigfoot or something. <laughs> I thought, I, but I pulled over. I was freaking out. I, I ran over like an old, uh, this old guy. And then I was like, you know, of course, getting out of there quick before the, you know, the the cops show up like lunatics, <laughs> and I sprained my uh, ankle running from the cats along. So you, anyway. it was a hit and run. You, you ran over a homeless guy, yeah. ran, got out, and in, in your oh. furor to get out of there before the cops nailed you for it, <laughs> you injured yourself. Yeah. You know, Todd, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. You get it. <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm microphone MP- jealous. I just got these new microphones because. Uh, you know, everyone's got nice mics. You gotta, you can't, you know. No, it's really yeah, good. I mean, it, it sounds like you're across a field, so they were they were worth the money. <laughs> oh, shut <shit. laughs> <laughs> up! I, uh, I, Press, I know you need to go, uh, so we're we're gonna wrap it up here. But uh, our first goal in mind was to was to get to the Pacific Ocean, which we did. Yes. Uh, second goal in mind was to get to Todd Glass's house. Yes. Which is something. We were able to do just about five minutes ago, uh-huh. and uh, so so this this trip uh, across country has been a success. Thank you, Todd, for getting up. Yeah, well, we, we we have just a we have we have just a couple of minutes to play with. I hate to just rush in and say hi, Todd, and then goodbye, Todd. But um, uh, Todd, so you you knew these guys were were driving all the way across the country. Have you ever taken a drive like that? I mean, being a comedian, you you have to travel all over the place. But have you ever driven from sea to shining sea? You know, I I did years ago. I did like a lot of colleges, like like I think it was like seventy five in one year, and I drove. Well, I didn't do it. I was afraid to drive myself, so I had like my friend's little brother. He just graduated college and took a year off, and I drove from you know place to place to place, and it was uh, it, you know it was it was fun. We we had this one idea. We were gonna get cigars and smoke them. You know, driving with the windows open. We have our cigars puffing away. Thought that would be a good idea. We got them. Me and my we puffed them for about literally a mile. Our mouth tasted like <laughs> we pulled over. I swear, we got mouthwash. We're gargling on the side of the road. <laughs> so, with your with your injury now, how long before you're going to be able to get back out and perform? I want to tell you the truth. Oh, I'm going to perform. I get it off on Wednesday. Right. It's six weeks. It's you know, it's it's a pain. Anyone, any of your listeners that use crutches, you don't know that you have to use them. Everything's a big deal. Yeah. So six weeks, and then five days after I get them off, I go to the Vermont Comedy Club and perform for the first time in six weeks. Excellent. Guys, we have-
he had his Achilles severed oh, to uh, a bone spur in his ankle, so they had to sever his Achilles ouch. in order to fix this. So oh, what? What? When that? So when that? When that homeless guy was in the death throes, did he? Did he cut you with a blade, or what happened? No, it was. It's a long story, but everything. Everything's all right. The cop said that he. I'm just. I'm doing something. I think you see. There's a scene where. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I feel good now, and I'm coming back uh, to Philadelphia in February. Oh, awesome. We, we, we're, we're, we will be thrilled to have you back in the studio. It'll be yeah, great to see you. you. Yeah. And you know what? I miss everybody there. I, I, I'm sorry I heard about what happened to Kathy, and, you know, she had a good life. Yeah. <laughs> Todd, you know so what happened? Here. Todd, did you hear the story? Some guy ran over her. <laughs> no way. No way. And it before the police, it just kept going. Oh my god. And yet, and that that Horrible. guy's name was uh Doogie Horner. Doogie Horner, right? Yeah. Doogie. Hey, listen, I'm going to do something Preston. You're going to love me for this for the, I have never done this in the history of the show. All right. But guess what? What? We got to go everybody. <laughs> He's got rap on music. Rap on music. Yeah. I'll see you later, guys. This it's wonderful to see you Todd and, and it's great that you guys made it Preston and you're playing in a, is this a, is this a, a, a charity thing? No, no, it's a tournament. Oh, it's, it's, a, a, it's, wow. a, it's like a club tournament. So, wow. uh, I I I've, I've been it's been on the books for 6 months. And you're and uh, representing uh, to make a wish. Or... I have to go. No, it's just a, it's a big deal. No, I have a partner that I'm playing with oh. and I can't let him down. So that's yeah. the thing. You win money in it? Yeah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's why we're rushing. <laughs> no, it's because it's been in the books for six months, and I've got a partner, and I've, I've committed to doing this. And, so. and they've already started playing. Yeah. Yes, what? please. Uh, we got to go. All right? <laughs> I love you. I understand. You guys, good. You're always great. Love you all. Love you, Tom. Love you. Casey, yeah. congratulations. You did yeah! it! You and Jackie and, and uh, Kyle, and you guys, I'm sure you'll be doing some social media, Instagram lives and stuff like that as you're out there, right? Oh, absolutely. Um, Jackie has some hot spots that he wants to hit. Yeah. He wants to go play Pac-Man where Lemmy used to drink uh, whiskey. And, uh, <laughs> we're we're going to hit the rainbow. sunset. We're going to go rainbow. <laughs> we're going to watch the sunset tonight mm. over the Pacific. We're, we're, we're going to awesome. get a lot. We're going to squeeze a lot into the, go the to, next two Go days. to Barney's Beanery, the classic rock and roll uh, restaurant. Well, I'm going to go to Big Kahuna Burger. That's where I'm going to go. All right. That, those don't exist. Oh, damn it. Damn it. But you can go to In-N-Out or Fat Burger and get those. And- <laughs> oh, my God. That's Todd Glass on the It's appropriate. Right. Fair enough. All right. Congratulations. But, yes, follow these guys on social media. Go to PrestonSteve.com. You see all the links there. But they're going to continue. They'll be there today, all day, and tomorrow as well. Uh, but job well done. You guys yeah. did. Thank you, Todd. We love, love you, John. See you later, man. All right, and there you go. It's in the books. Casey's Big Adventure <laughs> is done and done and done. That was so much fun. All right. So much good stuff happened that whole time. Now you have to bring Jackson on. Yep. Uh, <laughs> no, let's uh, talk to Brent Porsche. Yeah. Hey, good morning. Happy Friday, everybody. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, thanks. That was a great week of radio and... Uh, Entertainment with the boys for sure. A lot of fun. They had a great time. Great pictures and video. Amazing. All kinds of good great stuff. Great collection. So. Yeah. All right, you ready for letter day? Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. The letter Y's, and yes, they made it. All right, and we now take caller number eight at 215 263 WMMR to see if you know that five lettered word. Call now because we have a prize. 
uh, ready to go. Before we find out what uh, Brent has going on, real quick, I want to thank uh, Hari Kondoabolo. Bolo. I know, and he knows. Kondoabolo. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Uh, yeah, Hari. <laughs> uh, he's great. It was so good to see him again. He's at Helium Comedy Club uh, tonight, tomorrow, uh, at two shows each night. So make sure you check him out. And then it was such a treat to have Larkin Poe here. Yeah. We had uh, Rebecca and Megan, the sisters, and they performed, and they were incredible. And they're huge fans of Jackie Bam Bam, so yes. they got to spend some time talking to him. It was wonderful. And uh, they are playing at the Outlaw Music Festival, which is tonight in Camden. So if you're going, you're going to see a great show, especially if you check out them. Uh, what's going on your program today? Oh, buddy? the program today. Funny you mentioned the Outlaw Music Fest. I'm going to do a block of uh, some of the bands that are going to be forming there to this evening, including Willie, Chris Stapleton, and Larkin Poe. And speaking of Larkin Poe, uh, Rebecca is married to Tyler Bryant from Tyler Bryant and the Shakedown. Right. And uh, he just emailed me. He was down in Nashville listening to the show oh, wow. and uh, thought it was great, the performance nice. and everything. So he says hi to you guys. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 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 that, which is pretty cool. Uh, Firefly Fest is also this weekend down in Dover. So we're going to be playing some bands that are going to be highlighting down there. Uh, it's Bruce's 73rd birthday today, so we're doing a block of Bruce. Uh, one more pair of tickets to the Killers. Of course, another shot at $1,000 with our Yoo-Hoo loot coming up at noon. And we got the coffee break with the Presidents and Mr. Edmonds standing by. That's chock full. It's a big program. All right, we're going to go over to the phones and try to get a winner. We're going to go to Jimbo. Hey, Jimbo. Hello, Mister. <laughs> What did he say? <laughs> I, he missed her. Oh, he missed her. He missed her. I love that. All right, Jimbo. We'll be even more excited if you give us the word of the week. Rody. You got yeah. it, Jimbo. Yeah. Nice job, Jimbo. We're going to give you $500, plain and simple. All right, my man? Love the Baxter. Yeah, the Baxter. I'm giving out money. Congratulations, Jimbo. $500 from the Baxter for you. The Baxter is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. Go buy it at any home improvement store. Fill it and simply schedule your collection, and it's gone. Clean it up with the Baxter, a dumpster in a bag. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, Acme, the official grocery store of the Preston and Steve Show. Also brought to you today by uh, Modia Opioid Use Disorder. If you have opioid use disorder, visit ModiaOUDStudy.com. That's M-O-D-I-A-O-U-D-Study.com. And also brought to you by Trinity Rehab with locations all over, now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Next week, listen who's going to be on the show. Dane Cook <laughs> is going to be on the program. Uh, Charlie Manuel. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So cool. And Adina Menzel will Love be her. joining us. Yeah. yeah. So that's just to start it off. We'll see who else we get uh, next week. That is it. We are done. A rage on. Have yourself a great weekend. And thank you to Marissa for being my right hand gal. Over here uh, throughout the week while Casey's been gone. We'll see you, gang. Bye bye. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Bing To everyone who's dealt with the hassles of accessing healthcare and thought, it shouldn't have to be like this. You're right, it shouldn't. Partner MD is better healthcare for an even better you. Much more than concierge medicine, Partner MD is healthcare the way it should be 24 7 access to care, virtually no waiting, and the one on one attention you need to help maintain your healthy lifestyle. Visit partnermd.com for pricing and more information.